an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. And I think the biggest story from isn't a score, isn't a highlight. I think it is an injury. We'll get to that in just one second. It is Fox Football Sunday. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you. Thanks for hanging out with your boys on a football Sunday. We appreciate it. You can always listen live at foxsportsradio.com if you're getting ready to go take care of some business or your iHot Radio app. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And Jimmy G. Is Jimmy no more, at least it seems, for the season as he goes down with his being reported as a possible torn ACL in a loss to the video game Kansas City Chiefs? It's broke. Man, that just hurt my heart, man. It, that, that literally hurt my heart because I'm a Jimmy G guy. I stood up on the tables and praised this young man last year and this year. It's, it's been a little rough for him, but... I, I, my heart is hurt. My heart is saddened right now because I was expecting big things from them, and that was my, you know, my surprise pick yeah. for the playoffs this year. Well, you know what? There's a couple of things to touch on with that. First, you saw the play, and 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 we're gonna look at it again. Of course, this is radio, so we'll talk about it. But you and I, Ephraim, will look at it. Look at this play. 
Are you mad as an offensive lineman when you were playing or a teammate of his that he was trying to make that play between, what was that, four or five Kansas City Chief defenders? Or are you saying, hey, he was, you know, I mean, I applaud him for trying to make no. a play. Or I'm, get I'm, your I'm, butt out of bounds. I'm you not are, applauding. you know, a hundred and something million dollar man. I'm not applauding because at that time in the game, at, at the current score, it wasn't like he was fighting for the first down on that. Right now, you have to protect yourself. As a quarterback, you have to protect yourself, right? Sometimes from yourself. And it was important for him to just take a step out of bounds without that cut that eventually probably tore his ACL. You just step out of bounds. That's yeah, it. And, and you brought, you know, you want to put some context to it. So you could say, well, maybe he was trying to get a first down. Maybe he was trying to do that. Fact is, it was third and goal from pretty much their own 20-yard line, or, or the uh, Chiefs 20. So for him running eight, nine yards, it wasn't as if he was getting the touchdown. He wasn't getting in the end zone, or he wasn't getting, as you mentioned, a first down. So just get out of bounds. We'll either punt it or kick a field goal or score a touchdown, go for the fourth down if we choose to. But him trying to make that cut back into the in the play when again, if you if you saw the play, it's about four or five defenders around him. So it wasn't as if it was one guy. If I make this cut, maybe I can get in the end zone. Nothing good was going to happen. Nothing good, and obviously he wasn't thinking that that would be the the consequences. But that is at least the report right now. Is again possible torn ACL in his left knee uh, for Jimmy G. So tough, tough, tough for him. Um, Especially if you watch that game, and it looks like they were still going to lose to the Chiefs, but you kind of like what you saw moving forward with them because they were getting smacked up in the first quarter, the yeah, first half. Really, they were down really badly, and all of a sudden they were able to come back. And even again, as you mentioned here, 5.53 left to go. If they were able to get a field goal, okay, it's 27-38. We're still in this thing. And so I, I liked what I saw from them fighting back, Jimmy G and the team making plays, and at least saying, look, man, you know, you guys got off to a hot start, but we're going to try to finish this thing. And now he's out. So that was uh, that will what at least seems to be the biggest story, of course, Jimmy G being down. But actual game, I think that has to be, and we talked about this yesterday, Steve Hartman and I, I didn't expect it to be this. That would be the Buffalo Bills beating the Vikings on the road, mind you, 27-6. to No one like saw that coming. It's the NFL's largest upset win since 1995. Buffalo closed as 17-point underdogs, and yet they ended up winning by 21. So you got to start with, well, how did that happen, you ask? Josh Allen, 15-22, 496 yards, uh, a touchdown passing, and two rushing touchdowns. And maybe, maybe the highlight of the day when he hurdled someone? That was amazing. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But you can tell. When you got a young, hungry guy who's been hearing all kinds of stuff, Buffalo doesn't have have a chance. He wanted to take it upon himself to put it all out there. Is that smart to do at the quarterback position? Absolutely not. Next time, get yourself down. Give yourself up. Take a slide. But I love, I love the effort. I love the we have to change this, and it's going to start from me with me mentality of Josh Allen. Say what you want about him. That that showed me guts. Now, next time, slide. <laughs> Just slide. I don't need your guts. Yeah, he, I think he won the team over, right, with that right. one play. All right, we see it. You have heart. You're about this team. You want to win. You're athletic, by the way, because I can't think of too many quarterbacks that are hurtling uh, six-foot-something defenders. No, no. I mean, I don't. as much as we praise, you know, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, I don't even know if those guys are doing that. 
Uh, Cam Newton may be one of the only ones who could do it, so uh, that was an awesome play. Hey, 21-6, the Rams just got a touchdown moments ago Block from a punt. blocked punt. So the, and, and, and the Rams being that team that we always say, so complete. Oh, yeah. Is it, uh, you cross wanna, the you, board. Cross the board. What do you want to score offensively? Okay, what pick an offensive weapon that you want to score? Defensively, it's ridiculous. We have pro bowlers all around. And then all of a sudden, special teams, which unfortunately, the last couple of years have been their best side of the ball. Yeah. What's the special teams? Punt, Hecker, the punter, the kicker. And then now, now special teams are just in addition to. So this team, the Rams, man, they look absolutely complete. Um, when you look at the Rams, we say they're the most dominant, most complete team. Who's second then? The Vikings looked awful. I'll tell you who's second. Is it the Chiefs? It's Kansas City. But who defensively, but the... defensively, they're not great. That's the reason why I said it, it is Kansas I, City, but their offense is so good that Bump a defense. they'll be a what they'll be <laughs> they'll always be in game. They like so no one's going to outscore them. Right, so look at it like that. No one's going to out. At one point in that game, they scored on five consecutive drives. No, it was ridiculous. I tweeted out, by the way, K-Dub Live for myself, K-D-U-B-B-L-I-V, and uh, V-E, and Ephraim Salam for Ephraim. I, I said, I tweeted out that football at 23 playing the quarterback position is not supposed to look easy. You can make plays. You can have a good game. You can have a good couple of games. It's not supposed to look like this is boring because it's so easy. And that is what Patrick Mahomes is making it look like. Every single pass, play, I mean, deep, across the middle, short, little, you know, uh, reading the defense. I mean, whatever you want, he's able to do. And, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And they, they showed up before that game, they showed a highlight of him and talking about his pro day back in college and how he did have a great pro day. And he said, hey, 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 everybody, before you leave, watch this. And then he throws the 83-yard bomb. And he said it was – they said, what, what, where did that cover? Why would you do that? And he said, well, it was a – that was the, the the all the craze was from Aaron Rodgers throwing those two Hail Marys in a matter of a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He said, so for me, it was one of those. I wanted to show all NFL GMs. I can get it there. I could get it there if even off of a touchback. I can get it there. How how crazy is that? Off of a touchback, don't worry about it. We don't have to do a, a, a quick pass and then keep lateraling backwards. We going, I got us. We're going to use these three plays for three Hail Marys to the end zone. Get these new receivers That's in crazy. here after every, after every play. I'm getting it to the end zone. That is crazy. And the fact that this young man has had 13 touchdowns in his first three games, no one in the history of the NFL has done that. Can I tell you, though? Can I say something? Can I can I rain down on the parade just a little bit? Oh. Well, can, well, I, can I eat from Salam if we we're talking about kickers? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I am, I, the NFL, probably more than any other sport, and if I think about it, maybe I think I think so. They are overstatting me because now their stats are he he's, he's caught five 10-yard receptions in the first quarter of the first game of his first season. I get that. I understand record. the overstat. Like, you can generally make a record or a stat off everything. Yeah, but touchdown passes in, in, in your career starts, your first three career starts, that is a something. That is right? something. But that I, is a something. I'll tell you well, why. I can't not even that. Not even career starts. It's to start a season. Right? Right. That's something that is a tangible stat. Like, number one was Peyton Manning with 12. Number two was Tom Brady with 11 in the first three weeks. And all they keep talking about, Michael Thomas has a new career first three games in a season with receptions. And well, this he has guy 35 has, catches in three games. Would you like me to keep going? 
they keep coming up with stats for everything. But that's what this coach has thrown more challenge flags than any other coach through week three. This guy has the longest dreadlocks since Ricky Williams. I mean, they are overstatting your man. boy. That you know what you sound like. Uh, my wife says that too. Every time they come up with a stat, like, hey. First of all, I like your wife already. She's a smart woman. She is. She's like, why is that a stat? Like, why do we care about the first down percentage on every second Monday night football game? <laughs> they will literally in give you that. The month of September. Like, you know, on night games on Monday nights, but the Mondays that are not in October or November, you're like, wait, first of all, who's keeping that? Every third, every third Monday every night. Every third yeah. Monday night. I can't stand. I'm like, all right, we're, we're getting ridiculous here. But the and fact that don't take don't take away the shine from Patrick Mahomes. No, Patrick Mahomes, I told you, he's making it look easy. He's making it look like a video game. And and they have so many weapons, the Kansas City Chiefs. You forget, you're like, oh, yeah, they've got Sammy Watkins. They're not even rushing the ball for over 100. That's how many receiving weapons they have. You can pull off a game like this and you only rush – for 77 yards. I mean, that's just amazing in itself. Normally, the running game is is the key to taking the pressure off a young quarterback. But this kid's like, look, give me all the pressure and everything else. Let's make it happen. Uh, who's not making it happen right now is the Seahawks. They're 0-2. Uh, hadn't been 0-2 since 2002. Doug Baldwin not playing. Offense is struggling. And this is one of those, one of those games where Russell Wilson – Pete Carroll, those teams have found a way to win and get back in it. And we talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. uh, teams that are championship teams, they just find a way. And you you, you got to win this game, man. They can't go down 0-3. Doug Baldwin looks heated that he's not playing. I don't know who he's mad. I don't know. He's just beard looking nice, though. Beard is looking beard nice. Looking but Doug Baldwin, he's one of those. He's chip on the shoulder guy all the time as well. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, on our far right screen, we have the oh, tiger prowl. I was waiting on it. Oh, yeah, we you, almost you, made it out this first no, segment. No, we're not. I will not it. let you get out of here without oh, talking what? about Tiger Woods. You know, uh, we're tiger. almost we're almost in October. Tiger, okay, his his time was over. Tiger, Nobody woo. cares about golf right now except you. Unless I'm unless saying, I'm participating. Look at the prowl. Look at the tiger's prowl right now. Look first of all, him. I'm looking at him diss a hundred percent of the fans <laughs> reaching out for a handshake. He's not going to touch nobody's hand. He's he's in the middle. He's in the zone right now. I'm not about to touch your hand. The last time they showed the leaderboard, I think he was 13 under. I don't 13 know. under. So I don't know the late. I, I looked away because I was watching football because it Five is football Five shots Sunday. ahead. Five shots ahead. About to win his first tournament since. 1995. At least it feels like it. Since 2015. Hey. First shots off. This is a big here. deal. Stop it. Hey, uh, Clay Matthews. It'd be huge. Clay Matthews. Huge. <laughs> is the NFL after him? Yes. I'm going to ask you that, and you'll answer that next. I Fox did. football, yes. so you did answer that. I'm yes. trying to, you know, that's a, trying to tease I'll him. elaborate on it. Don't there worry about go. the tease. Elaborate tease, on the other you side. You need to tease Tiger. That's what, the, that's what I'm talking Fox about. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Football Sunday, Kelvin Washington, E from Salam. A couple of touchdowns real quick there. Uh, Wilson throws one to Brown, a touchdown for the Seahawks, and then a touchdown, Melvin Gordon, for the Chargers, making an interesting game against the Rams. 21-14, a few minutes left before halftime in that game. Again, and again, the Seahawks are beating the Cowboys after this uh, extra point. Is it good? It is good. 7 nothing for the Cowboys. Seahawks trying to get their first win. All right, well, give, give me the leaderboard quickly. Quickly. You have, what's the, what's going on? Yes, give me your little Tiger, Tiger update. Is, uh is 12 under. He's atop the board. Uh, if he can hold the lead and Dustin Johnson, uh, Justin uh, Rose, excuse me, Justin Rose finishes tied for fifth or worse, then that means Tiger wins the FedEx Cup. I'm happy for him. 
I really am. He's had a heck of a last few the last few months. Right. He's looking like not quite Tiger of old, but he's looking like oh, this Tiger, is the Tiger of old out. to to lead after every round. This is what the old Tiger used to do. Hold on, hold on. This I'm talking about has to be a major. Relax. I get it. But we so, got, we got to so, take baby steps first, right? Well, we got to get a win before boy, we win a major. At some point, them baby steps have to become at least a a, a crawl, we, a, a walk. Or this something. is about to be a run right here. All right, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Almost as excited as you are. That's for sure. Hey, you know who's not excited about these referees and these penalties? Oh. Clay Matthews. Uh, so you saw last week he had the rough in the passer and what potentially could have been a you know cost his team a game. Uh, and then today, another one for Clay Matthews, and and he and he made the tackle, he made the sack, and he had this moment where right after the sack, he kind of throws his hands up like I didn't do it, I didn't do it, because he knew that. And I think that almost made it worse. Like he kind of snitched on himself. Well, not not really. What he was trying to do is show that he wasn't putting his body weight on the quarterback, so he tried to take his hands up to show that he wasn't trying to forcibly drive the quarterback into the ground. That's what he was attempting to do. Um, and the referee chose to see it the other way, which I, that was terrible, terrible That was call. terrible. And I, I didn't even really like the first one last week against No, him. no. And so you put a, 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 a person who is has a history of getting after the quarterback, you put him in a tough position to now he's thinking instead of sacking the quarterback, he's thinking – what not to do, and that's the way you miss out on those sacks. You know where I think we saw that happen? Uh, in the game today with the Saints and the, the Falcons, where Drew Brees was running, and the, and the, and the two tacklers were like, all right, I'm going to tackle him, but I didn't want to – they kind of froze. You can tell, like, all right, I'm going to hit him, but I don't want to hit him too hard. He's going to slide. He's a quarterback. I don't really know. And they kind of just went, all right, he's a quarterback. He should fall if I just touch him. That was just and poor tackle. You're talking about at the end. Yeah, by the, the, towards by the, the end, goal. when he spun off. Well, once he, started, once he passed the line of scrimmage, he's a runner. Right. But All I, bets are off. So now I, you need to just dive in there and, 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 and level him. They tried – I don't – Because I think – see, you don't know what they did because right. I think there's a part of them that went – Wait, I'm about to. Ooh, I'm gonna light him. Wait, no, he's a quarterback, and they just kind of hit him. Like he'll fall. He's a quarterback, and he didn't because he was saying, "No, I'm going for this game." And he spun off him, and he got in the end zone, and they were able to tie that game up. But I think that was a result of what we've seen. Where I don't know how to hit a quarterback. Last week, right. one of the Falcons. Remember, last week one of the Falcons gets kicked out of the game That's because true. he slid and Casey he, Demonte Casey exactly, and he hit uh, Cam Newton. So I think there's an element of ah, uh, wait, too, don't go too low, don't hit him too high. Don't do too much. So I, I I saw that Clay Matthews for sure. He's going to end up having a, a big time, big time beef with the NFL. And I'm wondering if too, and we can get back to this a little bit later, if it has something to do with maybe his reputation and, and maybe performance PEDs or something. I don't know. It's like he they're targeting him for tackles and sacks that to me do not warrant flags. Joined right now by Kenny Albert was at the Giants and Texans games. Going to help us break it down. Was on the call with Rondé Barber and Megan Olivi. And uh, Kenny, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, we, we saw an offense of the Giants finally wake up, and if you're a New York Giants fan, this is what you've been hoping for. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Eli Manning actually you know, being able to get the ball out and not be sacked. So uh, talk about that offense for the Giants today. Well, you're right. It, it, we worked the Giants' first game against the Jaguars, and so much of the talk going into the season was about all the weapons they had on offense, whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley, um, Evan Engram, who unfortunately was hurt today, Sterling Shepard, who had a nice game. And I think the key for Eli was, was protection. Pat Shermer made a bold move after only two games by benching his right tackle, Eric Flowers, who had been a left tackle for the first three years of his career. He starts Chad Wheeler at right tackle. They also had a new center today due to an injury 
in John Greco, and, and the offensive line played very well, especially in the first half. J.J. Watt did wind up with three sacks, but the offensive line for the Giants much improved today. Eli had time. He was able to find his receivers and Barkley out of the backfield, and for Eli, it was the second-highest completion percentage of his career. He completed 86% of his passes today at 24 for 28. And when we spoke to Pat Shermer last night and asked him about Eli, he said, I have no issues with Eli. He's been decisive, but the guys around him have to play better, and that's what we saw from the Giants' offense and their offensive line in particular today. On the other side of the ball, what do you see as being some of the problems the Houston Texans are having, uh, especially not getting Deshaun Watson back to that level that we saw him at last year before he got hurt. Right, and I, I think in the fourth quarter we certainly saw you know some of what Watson and his weapons can do when they went to the hurry-up offense, the no-huddle. They wound up scoring two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late. Um, you know, I think you have to take a step back and, and remember that it, it was only his ninth start in the NFL, plus he's coming off uh, his second torn ACL in, what, the last three or four years. So, uh, you know, it is a work in progress as far as coming back from the injury. Um, he did look good in the fourth quarter. Like I said, uh, their running game couldn't do much in the first half. I thought the Giants' defense played very well. Terry Wynn had the game of his life. Alec Ogletree had a big interception in the end zone. Uh, the Texans turned it over, uh, key turnovers on two straight possessions inside the Giants' 30. So, tough loss for Houston. They go to 0-3 and, and a, a big win for the Giants. Hey, help us break down Saquon Barkley so far. 17 carries, 82 yards for a touchdown. Uh, how's he looking right now is with all the hype that came into uh, him coming into the NFL this year? Well, he's looked great. Um, we had the game the first week where he had six, the 68-yard touchdown run in his debut. Last week against Dallas, uh, team record with 14 receptions. Um, you know, a lot of them not for big yardage, but still caught 14 passes in the game. Had 45 touches over the first two weeks. And today, a little bit of a scare on the first play. Uh, one of the Texas defenders tackles him down around his knees. He came out of the game, comes back in, 15-yard touchdown run, and sat out another series right after that, but had some had some big plays today, uh, some key runs, had a 24-yard run later. And, and just his ability, you know, a couple of things, to stop and start, to spin out of trouble. If you go back and watch his touchdown run, he throws the defense. He took the handoff from Eli Manning went two or three yards and, and literally stopped on a dime. And, and like I said, that froze the defense, and then he took it in for the touchdown. So very impressive over his first three games. Uh, OBJ had a great game, nine receptions, 109 yards, didn't score. But let's talk about his maturity this year, you know, not settling for the antics. It was a couple times in that game where guys got in his face, he put his hands up, walked away. What does his maturity and his leadership mean to that to this ball club? Oh, it just means so much, and, and it was talked about a lot during the preseason uh, when he signed the contract and held his first press conference wearing a Giants polo shirt, and he pointed out, look, I'm wearing a polo shirt. I'm, I'm maturing. And it's his fifth year. You know, it's hard to believe today was only his 50th game. He missed 12 last year due to the injury. Um, and when you look at his numbers through his first 50 against uh, some of the other top receivers in NFL history, he's right up there. So, um, you're right, didn't reach the end zone today, but had some big catches, and um, I think you know, some of the double teaming on Beckham and, and, you know, the addition of Barkley, that can lead to some big days for Sterling Shepard on the other side, which is what we saw today. Hey, Kenny, we appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining us. And uh, enjoy the call next week as well. Thanks, guys.
Have a good rest of the show, and uh, hopefully we'll chat with you soon. All, All right. right. Kenny Albert there again was on the Giants of Texas. Big win for the Giants as they get off the snide and get a game, and now they're sitting at 1-2 and two and 0-3 and for the Texans. Deshaun Watson, if, if you just looked at the numbers, he from 24-40, 385, couple of touchdowns, will pick. The numbers look good, but if you actually watch the game, as I was able to watch a lot of it, he still is young. He still isn't getting uh, the ball out quickly, still not hitting his first or second read, still holding on too long. And I know that he's one of those guys who likes to run, uh, but he has no problem. Ezekiel Elliott with a touchdown right there. Uh, nice pass, actually, from uh, uh, Dak. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott yep. there, able to kind of buy some time and hit Zeke. Hopefully looking to tie this game up 7-7 against the Seahawks. Cowboys 1-1 one one right now. Seahawks There is a flag, and there's a bald, couple of bald refs. Oh, the – Hats out. Hats, hats are out. What does that mean? That means uh, the receiver who caught the ball was out of bounds. Yep, he oh, was. And you cannot be the first to touch the ball when you establish yourself back. Yeah, that's in definitely bounds. coming back. Ezekiel Elliott's touchdown will be coming back. Um, but and, and keep you updated real quick on this Rams Chargers game. Rams are charging, uh, driving right now, trying to put some more points on the board before halftime. They have a touchdown lead over them. Uh, about 31 seconds left, and I'll tell you exactly where they are. They are on the Chargers 39-yard line. Still marching. Got 32 seconds left, trying to put some more points up. We'll see if they're able to do it. Um, but Giants finally get some offense, though. They finally got – this is kind of what you thought you were going to see at the beginning of the season. And uh, you, you saw it on the passing game. You saw it in the running game with Barkley. And so if you're Giants fans, you have to hope that this carry, carry the momentum to the next game where hopefully you don't get Eli sacked all the time as much as they usually have the last first couple of games of the season. DG, are you with me? David Gascon, what's trending? And I, I don't know if we should talk football or the infirmary. I don't know, man. It's uh, It's been a brutal day. I know San Francisco, they fear, a lot of people fear, latest around the locker room, that Jimmy Garoppolo has a torn ACL and a potential MCL. He's going to have an MRI tomorrow. San Francisco did lose in Kansas City. And also, speaking of the L.A. teams right now. Snap back, and the punt is blocked. Covered in the end zone. Touchdown, L.A. That man again, Corey Littleton. This is how he made his name. This is how he became a starter. Right up the field, took it right off the punter's foot. And just like last year against wow. Philadelphia, it's Blake Countess coming away with the football. And the Rams celebrate another non-offensive touchdown. Rams Radio Network, they have three blocked punts in the last two years of play. They lead the Chargers 21-13. Not in that highlight, cornerback Marcus Peters of the Rams. He went down, did not get back up, needed help to get to the sideline, and did not put any weight on his right foot. Trainers were actually looking at his Achilles tendon. He's not going to return for the rest of this ball game. So scary news there for the L.A. Rams and obviously their Super Bowl aspirations. Right now in the desert. Shotgun snap. Bradford drops back to throw with time and then lobs a deep far side into the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown by David Johnson. There it is. They found their running back through the air, which was a point of emphasis this week. And it's all Cardinals in the first. Yeah, Arizona leading Chicago right now 14-0. Sam Bradford, 6 of 7, 97 yards and two TDs. And in Seattle, Seahawks leading the Cowboys 7-3. Gentlemen, car, car shopping can be confusing at times with terms like dealer price, list price, and also invoice. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want, so when you recognize a good price, you can get it. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to you guys. Thank you, DG, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to get to this Eagles game. Uh, Eagles get a victory over the Colts, and it was Carson Wentz. Welcome back to the league. And, uh, oh, 
Terrible kick. Man, the kickers have been awful. Miss field goal right now. Rams <laughs> trying to put some po- points on the board. I, I know. I don't want to get you started, Ephraim. But, however, <laughs> kickers have been all- horrible. And to your point, Ephraim, because, by the way, Mark Willard just left, and I had to hear Ephraim give him his whole soliloquy on why kickers are terrible. Uh, as the the Rams just missed a, about a 30-yard field goal attempt that would have put three more points on the board right before the half. They are going up against the Chargers, so it remains a seven-point lead, 21-14 Chargers, Battle of L.A. Maybe you're right. Maybe the kickers do need to quit lollygagging and, and, and BSing during practice, playing poker, whatever else they're doing, and actually start kicking some balls. They got a lot of free time. That's all I'm saying. In training camp, when there is no free time, they have a lot of free time, all right? So with that free time, we get you in position to score, and you decide that you want to hook the ball left. I, can't, I it's, it's, Look, it's nothing. I'm not going to say, hey, you get them next time. No, all right, because I'm already salty <laughs> that you have more free time than everybody else. This is almost sounding like, and by the way, the correction on that is 21-13 uh, Rams over the Chargers. This is sounding like, this is, is going back to your childhood or something? Like, did you have, did you not have enough free time? Did one of your brothers, do, you have, do no, you have siblings? No, but you guys don't understand. You have siblings? Yeah, of course. Did, did What are your brother, sister, two brothers? Both. I got, I got them all. Okay, we got you a whole got them bunch all. of them. You got a whole bunch. Did they have more time than you? No. Nope. And are you mad about it or something? Mm-hmm. No, I was a baby, so I got, uh, I, yeah, you know, I was spoiled. spoiled. Yeah, you probably But the, the, the thing is. People don't really understand how hard it is to do. When you see these games, and we're watching them, right? So we're watching a quarterback be spectacular at the end of the game and drive a team down and put them in scoring position. You, We get kind of, uh, you know, blindsided by the fact that it looks easy and it should be like that. But what each and every individual is doing, especially on that offensive line, when the team knows it's, it's passed, right, there's just – you're lining up. They know you're passing the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's just most of the time it's just one-on-one pass rushing. And you're putting it all out there. And you do your job enough for the quarterback to be able to move you down the field, put you in position to win the game. And the guy who's supposed to be automatic misses a 30-yard field goal to win the game or 25-yard field goal or 40-yard field goal to win the game, and it looks like he's never kicked before, <laughs> right? When you when you kick what, and it looks like the ball is flying in the air and looks to the left and like, oh, hot dogs, and just goes. To, it makes right. you sometimes, some of them have been so bad, I feel like the upright's on the other side. So I'm like, what, what were you doing? While we were driving down the field, what were you doing to prepare yourself to make this kick. Battling nerves. Maybe that's what I'm it good. is. I'm good. You know how nervous you are when it's third and 12 with 58 seconds left in the game and, and Dwight, Dwight Freeney, <laughs> Jason Taylor, uh, Bruce Smith, Reggie White. Yeah, I don't want any parts of any of right? these guys. Do you know how nervous you are? Come on now. It's me and, and them. So all I'm saying is, look, I did my job. Do your job. And they have done a That's bad it. job of it, at least it seems so far. Again, 14 nothing Cardinals over the Bears. Uh, you got 7-3. Seahawks are over the Cowboys right now. You got about 451 left in that game. And the Seahawks are trying to put some points on the board here. And again, they're 0-2. First time since 2002. Oh, come on, Tiger. And, uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry. Is there an update at all? He he gave another stroke of his own. Is he, he's 11 uh, under now. Come on, Tiger. All right. 
And you don't golf, right? No, I can't stand golf. Well, I appreciate, again, on behalf of Tiger Woods and the Woods family, I appreciate your support. <laughs> this is just a big moment in sports because this will be talked about if he pulls this out everywhere tomorrow. You saw that run right there on the other, the other TV. You saw Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, Josh Put Allen. Put some respect on Josh Allen's name. Put some respect on it. Put some respect on his name. Because, I mean, he balled out against the Vikings. And we were having this conversation yesterday. They're all oh, the Vikings and their defense. And I, and I, and I, I picked the Bills to lose, but I, 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 went, I took the points because I'm like, man, look, they're not going to lose by 17 points. And I didn't think they were going to win by 21. That's surely what I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, but anyway, back to what we were talking about. Carson Wentz back for the Eagles. Eagles get a win uh, 20 to 16 over the Colts. You got a couple of quarterbacks who've been battling injuries, one longer than the other. Andrew Luck, of course, he's been back. Since the beginning of the season, Carson Wentz finally makes his debut, and he looks uh, looks pretty good. 25-37, 255, touchdown interception. He uh, had a couple of bonehead plays. I watched that game, um, some plays he'd won back. Uh, but for the most part, it looked like Carson Wentz was able to have a couple of uh, nice plays where he was scrambled out of the pocket. He looked good. Yeah. You know, he looked mobile, right? He did. Normally when you have quarterbacks or anybody coming back from that type of knee injury, they're very tentative. But early in that game, they put some pressure on him, and he was able to elude the rush, step up, make cuts off of that leg. So I was like, oh, okay, he really is. And mentally, it's not so much physically, it's the mental aspect and the mental approach players have after coming back from that type of injury where you're like, well, I don't want to make this cut because it, it, it – he didn't show any of that. I agree. No, that usually anybody – and anybody. I mean, even if you're just a uh, weekend warrior or, you know, a, a, a church league champ, like when you get back for an injury, it's – as you mentioned, it's so tough mentally to make that same cut to go 100% because you're, you're, you're babying it. You're favoring that, that – ooh, man, Russell Wilson got laid out. Uh, your favorite in that injury, and he seemed to just want to play football, whatever that meant. So he looked, uh, he looked like I said, he looked pretty good. They got a victory, and they go to 2-1, uh, and one. the reigning champs do that. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, just want to give you an update again on Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, when the, the 49ers were getting beat down by the Chiefs, at one point it was 28-7, and then at one point it was 35-7, and then they were able to make a comeback. They started to have some plays, and then late in the fourth quarter with about five minutes to go, Jimmy G makes a cut back into the field, uh, and all of a sudden looks like he may have torn his left ACL. And so we'll have to continue to see if we can get some confirmation on that and how long he'll be out. But big, big loss for the 49ers. Um, he was their man. Again, I, I was impressed with the way, even if they were going to go down and lose that game, I was impressed with the way they were fighting, impressed with the way they were trying to compete in that game. Because, look, you can't win them all, but you definitely can come put forth an effort. And they were able to do that and get some good things going in that game. Not to mention, I mean, it was five minutes plus. They mess around and score there. You never know what could happen. Um, and credit that defense, too, because 35 points in, what, the first quarter and a half from the Chiefs? Right. And yeah, and they only held them to three in the second half. Yeah, so, so they were figuring things out. They made those halftime adjustments that you need to to make in the NFL to be successful. And then their offense woke up and start, started really working. I, I just – you know, watching that, you you pretty much know what it is, but you hope for the best for for Jimmy Garoppolo. And um, you know, I we'll see we'll see where the uh, the Forty ers go from here. Man. And Matt Breda as well, he got nicked up in that game too. So yeah, he, uh, he's a beast. Yeah, so he got nicked up. Uh, he came back, but he got a little. You know, he was touched up. He had ninety yards. He was leading the league in uh, rushing. So Jimmy G and your and your best running back are all heard, but again, we'll, Brady came back, so we'll see what's up with him. But So we'll get some reports and uh, let you know, Jimmy G, if it happens while we're on the air, how long he's expected to be out. But a tough, tough blow 
uh, for the 49ers as they were looking forward to having a nice season and even maybe even having a playoff season. But that's definitely not going to be the case. Uh, you know there's a team, from that we have had no conversation about, really, this is our, what, third week together? Mm-hmm. We maybe have mentioned them once in two weeks and almost uh, a, a third of the show today. And they are sitting right now as the first team today that went 3-0. and And we've had no conversation about it. And not to mention, outside of L.A., maybe one of the better cities to go hang out at. Miami. We talk, yeah, we got to talk about the Dolphins. And we'll do that next. Thanks for hanging with your boys. Fox Football Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to admit, I mean, it makes you feel good, right? And we love Will Smith, but we all agree he was not a great rapper, right? You take what? that back. Take, I mean, summertime was great, but it Parents was just, just Will. Don't, think about the time, though. Parents just don't under, uh, understand. Yes. And Hold on. We had a lot going on when this one came out, okay? We had Jay-Z, Nas, yeah, Biggie, well, this, Tupac. I didn't say we, this one, but you said but you, he's not you a good to, rapper. I mean, he was, he was cool. It was like, fun. He was making popular music. I'm not mad at Will. It's Will Smith. He's the most likable person on the planet of Earth. A planet of Earth? I don't know why. On planet Earth. <laughs> planet Is there of any Earth. more likable anyone? Not to mention, he got on Instagram later than everyone, maybe like a year ago, Max. And he's the best Instagrammer of all time. Yeah, he is. By far. Like, it's not. It's absolutely not even close. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico and go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And the, re- the relevance to the song. Look at the people following Tiger down the course. You well, can you go movement. be one of them? Oh, sorry, sorry. Can you go? What is this, a Nike campaign? Sorry. When everybody's, like, following LeBron around, you go follow him as well, okay? Okay. I'll be right back. Just do it. 28-0, the Dolphins beat the Raiders. Where do you want to start with that? The fact that the Dolphins, who nobody talked about, who planned, even planned on talking about, are 3-0, and or the fact that Chucky and the Raiders are 0-3? Let's start with Miami. Let's start with something good. All right. And this, a surprise, right? I mean, nobody. It, it is a surprise. No one expected them to come out and do that. They came out and uh, beat a Titans team by seven. They came back and beat the Jets uh, by eight points. And then they uh, beat the Raiders. So now you're looking at them. Now this, you know, the next week against the Patriots. That's a big game. You know, that's uh, for the division. The New England sitting at one and one. They have a game this after this uh, this evening against your team. I'm sorry. Uh, the Detroit Lions. First of all, oh, you mean you're you're talking about Will, his team, the Patriots? Because <laughs> I know you weren't talking about me. My we'll, team is currently we'll, we'll beating get, the Chargers. We'll, we'll get we'll get into YouTube breaking down <laughs> that game in, in we'll, a little bit. We'll do that later. But back to Miami, they're in prime position to to hold that lead that they have in their division. They're playing good ball. They really are. I mean, it's not so much that they're running the ball great. It's just Ryan Tannehill has come back off the injury last year. He's taking care of the ball, and he's leading that offense. And that defense, that defense will get after you. And a couple of big plays, too, in that game where the Raiders got to be disappointed because they had a chance to uh, either tie it or just stay in it. And that was uh, you had Derek Carr throw a touchdown – I'm sorry, interception in the in his own end zone uh, where they had a chance to score. And Howard, the defensive back, got a couple of interceptions for the Dolphins. So that was a big play, and they kind of cut to – a shot of Gruden, and he just kind of had his head in his head like, man, this – like he almost wanted to put him on that the John Gruden bus that he puts all the quarterbacks on. Like he wanted to like just have a moment and put Derek Carr on the bus right there. So, uh, But you're right, man. Tannehill, not great, which he's never really been, but he's been able to not cost his team, not hurt his team. 
Um, and he had a, a couple of touchdowns. He says one was a touchdown, but it was a shovel pass. But, you know, it counts. So It's a touchdown. It's three touchdowns for him, 289 for Tannehill, and they get the win. And on to uh, the Patriots, as you mentioned. So 3-0, and the Dolphins. And on the other side, man, the, the Raiders, it's not that they've looked bad in these games. If, you were, if you've been able to watch them, they don't look bad. They're just do having it's costly turnovers. It's something missing. Maybe, just maybe, it's the heart and soul of that team, which is Khalil, which was Khalil Mack, who just got another sack. Who is against the, the Cardinals right now? Who is the heart and soul of this uh, Cardinals team right now? The, uh, the I'm Bears. sorry, the Bears. The Bears yeah. taking on the Cardinals right now. Yeah, uh, so maybe that's what's missing from from Oakland. You think? Hmm. That it, it, the timing could not have been any worse for John Gruden. I mean, even if he came out, he's one and two, and they got a nice win. You could say, all right, see, look, they're zero and three. And the Bears have surprisingly been pretty good. They're actually showing some stats right now of him. 38 and a half sacks. Uh, I don't know what the what the timeline was. Probably the last three, couple of seasons. Three years. Three years. And so they show him right now he's absolutely a monster and a beast. And what is what size bicep is that? Is that his jersey? 52 inches? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this kid is a beast. He's a difference maker. And not having him on that Oakland defense, it shows. It, it, it really shows up. They, they struggle putting uh, – Pressure on opposing quarterbacks and having a talent like that freed up, you would free up other guys, you know, to be single block. We just don't have that. Just don't have that right now at, at Oakland, and they're struggling. Can I add to what you're saying? Sure, of course. They had one sack. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. I think Khalil would have got you at least one more. At least. I'm going to go at least one, probably two more. And one of his may have uh, ended up being a, a sack, sack strip fumble. And, and the way he's been going, he might even got you an interception. That is true. And it's it, look, they made a poor decision. They have to move on from it. This is going to haunt them this entire year. So moving forward, you know, they got to find a way to take some of this pressure off Derek Carr, right? He had a good game. He had threw, threw two picks, 345 yards, 39 attempts. But defensively, they just can't really stop anybody. They, they just can't, can't. They can't. And 14-3, to Cardinals over the Bears, speaking of Khalil Mack, and 14-3 to right now, the Seahawks. I'm looking at football. I'm not looking at Tiger Woods. 14-3, to Seahawks over the Cowboys with five seconds left in that game. All right, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you looking at? Nothing. I'm just looking at the the whole gallery following Tiger Woods. No, they are following. I mean, this is if, entire, if, Nike, if Nike isn't filming this and going to make some commercial out of it. Like, this is crazy. Because you know how they got the campaign with Colin Kaepernick going? Like, look you, at all those people. Look at all those people. Hold on. They're getting a little rowdy now. Security is awful. Look at those. Look, it's, it's like 2,000 people. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this before. It's crazy. Come on now. How can you ignore this? I'm not I'm not ignoring it. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen I mean, this is borderline, dare I say, Michael Jackson circa 1984. I'm telling you, look, it's out of control right now. Yeah. Well, you know what else is out of control? Tiger Woo! Injuries and how they can ruin your season. One team is going through it worse than anybody else. We'll tell you next. Football, football, football. Woo-hoo! But really, the Woo-hoo! most exciting thing, at least two. Ephraim Salam standing to my right, sitting to my right, is Tiger Woods winning the tour championship. What? It is definitely the eye of the tiger. And look at that sea of people. That's not even a gallery at that point. That is the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert last night. That's what that is. 
as Beyonce and Jay-Z took over the whole role, entire Rose Bowl. That's how you know you're doing it big. As Tiger Woods is, it's been almost 1,900 days since he got his last win. Uh, it, I'm sure it felt good for him just to finally do it. And, and, and really, the last couple of months and few months, the way that he's played has to be looking forward to next season. Feeling like, and, and maybe maybe a little, little warning for everyone else. Your boy is back. He back, baby. So we have uh, two hours left in this show. Then we're going to talk all should, Tiger. I was going to say, should I just ignore you for two hours? Talk all Tiger for we're two hours? We're talking all Tiger. All right. Yeah, he's uh, super, super pumped right now. You, again, if you, you're not watching because you're watching these games, take our word for it, man. I, I haven't seen a gallery like this in probably since he was in his heyday winning big-time tournaments. Uh, so congrats to Tiger Woods, and I'm sure we'll get to that. Maybe get some sound from Tiger Woods. A little bit later oh, on. We will have sound. I'm sure we will. I don't even know why I said maybe. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And, uh, man, a lot to get to again from the first half of the games today. I think the biggest story is is twofold in this one particular game. You have the Chiefs and their offense. That's a big story. Patrick Mahomes setting records. That's a big story. But on the other side of this, it is Jimmy Garoppolo and how he is now injured with a left ACL that looks as though it's torn. Uh, they lose. The Chiefs win 38-27. The 49ers go to 1-2 and and 3-0 and for the Chiefs, who could be the second-best team in all of football if you're uh, saying that the Rams are the best team in football. But we'll stay right there with Jimmy G. And, uh, again, he was having a solid game. Uh, he had 251 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and was actually, again, mounting somewhat of a comeback. This team was down 35-7. to and they were able to hold the Chiefs to three points in the second half. They were getting their offense rolling. And, in fact, they were trying to score on the drive in which he hurt himself. If you uh, saw the play, he was running, and it looked like he was going to go out of bounds, but he tried to juke back inside, and that's when he looked like he tore his ACL right then and there. We'll hear from his coach right now, Kyle Shanahan, and what he had to say. Starting quarterback, I mean, that's, um, that is a big deal. And it was when we lost our starting running back, too. So, obviously, um, feel for him personally. I know how disappointed he is. I haven't got a chance to see him yet, um, but I feel for him. Feel for him. And, and for those who are just joining the show, I want to go back to something we talked about beginning of first hour, Ephraim. And I want you to kind of talk about that just from a being in the league for the, all those years, being on the offensive side of the ball, offensive lineman. And, and you guys are marching and you're coming back and you got five plus minutes. You're down, I think it was 11. And you're thinking to yourself, man, we score here. We got a we shot. Have plenty of time. Yeah. And not only that, then you see your quarterback. And for those, again, watching, let me put it in the context if you didn't get to see the play. They were on the about 25-yard line, but somehow it was still third and goal, and he ran about 10 yards, give or take. And it wasn't as if he was going to get that first down or that touchdown or anything, and he should have went out of bounds. So how frustrating is that, knowing what he means to your team and knowing how important he is from you being a former offensive lineman if he was your guy? Uh, it it'd be deflating, and I'm I'm sure it is. Uh, it 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 make you feel like not only that game is lost, but the remainder of the season. It's just tough, man. It's tough when you have somebody who who means so much to your franchise. He is the face of the franchise and the franchise quarterback. Uh, since he's been there, things have been different in San Francisco, and to have him go down as a player. Then I'm like, oh my god, because you know what you have at backup uh, quarterback. I think it's C.J. Beathard, um, and and you know it, it's it's tough. It's tough to to be optimistic. So we'll find out uh, probably tomorrow what the what the 
prognosis is and in the, in the actual injury with Jimmy G, but it definitely looked like a uh, ACL. It did look bad, and uh, you know, and most of the the, the worst injuries are non-contact. You know, it, it oftentimes is that. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But it was definitely a tough blow for the 49ers and all the 49er fans as they were trying to have a a season where you could say, "Look, we made the playoffs," or at least you got something optimistic. Uh, to look forward to, not the case. Some of the games going on right now, you got a game that's a close, relatively close game, 28-20. The Rams do have the ball, but the Rams are leading the Chargers 28-20 with 7.55 left to go in the third. Uh, they are on their own 27-yard line. So, But, yeah, I, I said it yesterday. I was on with Steve Hartman, and I mentioned, I said, man, I'm telling you, this is going to be a close game because the Chargers offensively, over the last season and a few games, in, including this season, they've done well against teams outside of the Chiefs. And that's the team that gives them the most trouble. And so now, right now, it's a battle of the night. And also, I want to go to my Twitter account, but I got some uh, some tweets. I saw people on Twitter, uh, Bill Plasky and others, mentioning how there are more Chargers fans at the game, at the Coliseum, than you anticipated. We were all making fun. They can't even pack up this, you know, the stub hub, <laughs> which is like 26,000 people. And uh, But one of the things that uh, someone was they were discussing is, is it that the ticket prices, because it's such a small venue, the StubHub Center, and the prices, the cheap, for instance, next week, I think the cheapest ticket is already like 150 bucks. It's $100 to park. Maybe it's they're pricing their fans out more so than they don't have the fans. Uh, I can see that. And uh, when it's a combination of prices too high, stadium too small, fan base too small, then you run yourself into the situation where – you know, you get the majority of the fans there for the opposing team. Yeah, last, the week or last week, it, I mean, it was ridiculous. Last week, people were saying, I mean, it's probably seventy-five percent. You know, opposing fans. Um, ooh, that should have been intercepted. That should have been intercepted. Oh, but there's a flag right now. It's got to uh, be rough. In Jared the Goff. I was just gonna say, Jared Goff got hit right as he threw it, and it should have been inter- intercepted. My guess is this is gonna be a uh, rough in the passer call. By the way, Clay oh, Matthews nope. had spoke. It wasn't holding on holding defense. on defense. Clay Matthews has uh, spoken up about that too. By the way, uh, about that that passing. I'm sorry, that roughing the. We have it. Oh, here is Clay Matthews. What he had to say after the penalty, which again, if you saw the play, did not look like a bad play. Here's what he said. Unfortunately, this league's going in a direction uh, I think a lot of people don't like. You know, I think they're getting soft. And you know, the only thing hard about this league are, are, is the fines that they levy down on guys like me who play the game hard. So mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm just gonna keep playing hard. You know, maybe now pass rushers, guys can have the quarterback. You just have to attack the ball, which is, you know, I've been playing this game for over 20 years. That's how you tackle. So we'll see. I mean, you know, something's got to change because, you know, the league's not. Man, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll get you to respond on that. That was about a 60-yard play, uh, a little screen to Todd Gurley. Got all the way down to about the six-yard line, but there's a flag on the play. So I don't know exactly what it is yet, but he's going back. Looks like it may have been holding. Uh, it was a great screenplay, though. It's a great play. Yeah, we'll see if it holds. But in the meantime, before we get that call, we'll, we'll go back to it. Uh, you heard Clay Matthews, man, mm-hmm. saying the league is soft. Soft. No T, just soft. Soft. Is this – where do you draw the line between we want to protect the players and, by the way, you're playing football? Oh, that was the acting job. That was completely acting. <laughs> he touched his shoulder pad. They called the holding on it. Was it Robert Woods? But he just touched the defensive back's shoulder, trying to you know make uh, give some room for Todd Gurley and the uh, defensive back. I mean, he won an Emmy, which was last week. He won an Emmy. 
Uh, I just to uh, elaborate on what or respond to what Clay said. It is it's expensive for him, number one. So that'll be probably about forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of fines he's uh gotten in the last three weeks. Uh, because every one of those penalties is fine is a right. finable offense, and you know I understand what the league is trying to do by trying to make the game safer, especially for quarterbacks. But at some point, you have to let the actual players play the game. Uh, Clay Matthews did everything he could not to get a penalty, and they still gave him one. This is two weeks in a row where they're egregious uh, miss. Uh, uh, or calls really? Missed, I mean, they're egregious yeah, because egregious calls that and they, and and they completely missed. Um, he took his head out, took his arms up, so he didn't put his whole body weight down. I mean, but what is? I, I guess I'm really looking at this, and again, as somebody who didn't play football, who just has been watching their whole lives, it looks like a like almost textbook. I mean, it looks like if you were showing how to tackle someone, that would the be the problem. Play. They changed. The textbook while you were in the middle of reading it. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, it looks textbook, but hey, oh, I'm in the old edition. We're on the other textbook. Oh, they got a new textbook out, and that, and I think that's where a lot of guys are running into problems because, hey, we're trying to adhere to the rules that you've changed on us right in the middle. But the fact of the matter is, it is a contact sport. When you beat an offensive lineman or you're a free rusher and you can get to the quarterback, then you're going to get to the quarterback. Now, if you try to hurl your body away from the contact, I mean, you're, you're just going to end up hurting yourself, right? So I would tell Clay, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I feel you. Um, it, it was definitely rough, and that's the thing, because if you're the defensive coordinator or the head coach, I mean, you don't ever want to tell the guy, don't go after the quarterback so aggressively. Don't play how you play. Don't be you. But at one point, I mean, at some point, you're going to have to say something because these two plays, especially last week, you could say cost them a win. I mean, it ended up being a tie, but potentially could have been a win had they, you know, had they not called that play back. Because remember, it was an interception. Uh, Kirk Cousins, was it Kirk Cousins? Uh, threw, yeah. yeah, threw a, an threw interception, a threw yep. a pick, but then they called it back last week because they said, of course, they're roughing the passer. So, um, you got to be careful with those. Rams are moving right now. Todd Gurley with a uh, about 10-yard run gets down to the 2-yard line and the first and goal for them. They're up 28 to 20 on the Chargers Battle of LA. Hopefully when uh, if there's a touchdown, we'll give that to you when we come back and you'll hear from Mr. Tiger Woods himself. Tiger Woods. You'll hear it uh as well and Alex Marvez is going to join us and we'll talk uh the games and, and some of these injuries as well, and what he saw with the Clay Matthews tackle. All that and more, Fox Football Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Added another uh, touchdown as they now lead 35-20 to 20 against the Chargers, the battle for L.A. And, again, if you are in L.A., many people are saying, Rams showed up to the Coliseum. Everybody's making fun of the Chargers. I'm sorry. Everybody's making fun of the Chargers, say they don't have fans and they can't fill up the StubHub Center. But people were saying they're shocked. I saw it all over Twitter from different reporters. Uh, right now, of course, what does it mean – uh, we're coming to you live, that is, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And what does it mean? Geico says they can save you a bunch of money in 15 minutes. It means you should have checked them out 15 minutes ago. And we'll be joined by Alex Marvez here in just a moment. Um, looking at this Bears-Cardinals games, I was telling you this, Ephraim, a little bit earlier. It's so funny because you you say the, the Bears look good. Even though they're 1-1, one one, they look good in both weeks. Mm -hmm. You said, okay, they got some things going. Mitchell Trubisky, that defense, of course, with Mack and everyone. 
And now they're down to who maybe outside of Buffalo looks like the worst team in football, the Cardinals. And now they're down 14-3 to to the Cardinals. And and you had the Vikings who looked like arguably the best team or one of the top two or three teams in the NFL. They get smacked up by the Bills 27-6. to So it, it, it's week to week in the NFL. You never know what you're going to get. Um, and again, right now the Cowboys, they're down to the Seahawks. Seahawks up 17-3. to They're 0-2. So you can never take a single team for granted. The Vikings, I don't know if they did that. The oh, the Bills coming in. It's a rookie quarterback. Oh, right. And he looked good. The they Bills were not good. prepared. And I didn't tell you that. Not at all. Uh, Alex Marvez is going to be joining us. He's joining us now. He is ready. Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing? You know what? And, guys, I'm so glad to be joining you. And, listen, our friend R.J. Bell, right, who is obviously now – on Fox Sports Radio, right? Uh, you hear him every week now, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Friday. He had an incredible tweet this morning, guys, that puts this in perspective about how big this upset was by the Buffalo Bills. History was made. They are the first underdog of two touchdowns or more to win an NFL game by more than a touchdown in the modern-day history of point spreads. Mm. We're talking more than 40 years, what you just saw. So, uh, listen, for the Vikings, I think for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're guilty of this as well. Teams that got fat and happy a little bit. I think for the Vikings, they're figuring the Bills, this is such a bad team on tape that they took them lightly. They're looking ahead. They got a Thursday night matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. Very easy to get caught up in that trap game type of scenario. And for Jacksonville, coming off that Patriots game, you know, thinking, oh, wow, it's going to be Blaine Gabbert coming back, right? A one-handed, a one-armed quarterback who couldn't throw just beat you. That's where it is for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if these aren't sobering lessons for the Vikings and Jaguars as far as taking lesser opposition too lightly, well, nothing is going to get through to them because that's exactly what you saw today. Yeah, what what do you make of that Jacksonville game? I mean, they couldn't get anything going. They got six points, no touchdowns. Uh, it, it, is this the Jaguars that we, that we should be accustomed to seeing, or are there that behemoth where you have Blake Bortles putting up excellent numbers like he did last week. Is this a bit of a hangover from uh, from that huge win of beating New England last week for Jacksonville? I think some of that, Ephraim, but I also think, too, and you got the call, the Jags tried to sign you before the game because they were out <laughs> without two starting offensive linemen here. So you're talking about A.J. Can being out. Uh, his replacement drew a penalty in the game. I can't forget the guy's name. I apologize. But, you know, at left tackle you have Josh Wells, and that's a bit of a drop-off there because Cam Robinson was just so steady doing what he did. Let's not forget, too, Leonard Fournette not there. And look, this Titans defense, man, oh, man, Dean Pease has it going. They are a very staunch unit. I mean, and we can't sleep on, on the Titans. What they're doing right now is the type of things that, that playoff teams do, and that's win games no matter what. They had to win ugly again today, but they still did it, right? I mean, that's the thing, to go down to Jacksonville to beat that team. This is three in a row on the Jags now, so they got a little something-something going on against them. And, and I'm a little surprised, too, for the ja- in the Jags case. You figure Doug Marone, Tom Coughlin, they would do their very best to make sure that that team doesn't lose focus, but I think that was a part of it, again, because it was just – so hard to get that Patriots game out of your system. I mean, you know, now everyone's telling them the Jags, including, look, I've been saying it too. They were the cream of the crop in the AFC. Now it's such a wide open conference. It really is. And we still don't know the true identity of some of these teams. Guys, do we really believe in the Miami Dolphins now at 3-0? and huh? I mean, it's encouraging, but we're going to, if, if at, they lose their next two at New England and at Cincinnati, is anyone shocked? No. no. Cincinnati loses today. The Ravens rebound. The Broncos fall from the ranks of the unbeaten. Kansas City, a team that you love on offense, just don't watch them on defense. You're doing okay. Watch half a game. You're feeling great about them going to a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, I mean, look, a lot of moving parts right now in the NFL, but those trap games really come back and haunt you sometimes later in the season. Well, stay there in the AFC and talk about a team that uh, many people were 
excited about because their quarterback was back and Derek Carr, and then now they have Chucky back and uh, John Gruden, and they were excited. But as you mentioned, with the Dolphins end up getting the win, twenty-eight to twenty, and and couple of big mistakes from Derek Carr again. It could have been a touchdown or could at least win for a field goal. He throws an interception. So what's going on with Derek Carr, John Gruden, and this team in this offense? You know, the offense, I mean, look, is it completely efficient? I will tell you this today. One positive thing, Jordy Nelson now on track, right? And Jordy had been pretty invisible, five catches through the first two games. Today he goes seven, I believe, for 146 and, you know, had a big score. So I think that's a positive for this team. Uh, you know, I will, I will say this. To me, the Raiders are still good enough on offense to win games. It, what it comes down to is a defense that just has issues. They're just not very good, and it's going to take an offseason of rebuilding that defense to, for the Raiders to really truly be competitive, I think, winning more games than they lose. And, you know, again, today you saw the big plays that the Miami Dolphins were, were unleashing. And, look, some of them caught him off guard. You had a little Philly special that went on there. And Jakeem Grant, one of the guys in the NFL that we don't talk enough about, you know, he is, he's all five foot seven, 159 pounds soaking wet. But you put the football in his hands, and he may take it to the house any single play. He cut his teeth on special teams, but then Adam Gase realized, you know what, this guy is pretty darn good otherwise. So let's work him into the offense. And, of course, Albert Wilson has been a nice free agent signing for them as well so far. So I don't want to take away too much from what the Dolphins accomplished today. But, yeah, the Raiders, look, and again, I just think in time they're going to be fine. I don't worry about the offense. I worry about the defense and, once again, let them down in the second half. Look at Ryan Tannehill. Is he the real deal? Is he the answer for them? I know it's always been up and down. He's good. He's not good. Coming off that injury last year, has he taken the next step to maybe propel this team to really make some noise, not only in the, in the uh, conference but in that division? I believe he is now 10-1 and one in his past 11 starts. That's not too shabby, right? No. You know, yeah, and, you know, because things are clicking in Adam Gase's offense. He is extremely comfortable there, and I've talked to Adam about this. And, you know, what he told me was with Ryan last year, yeah, it was a lost year. And, and I put Ryan Tannehill to, at, at fault for that to some extent because he didn't want to undergo that ACL surgery after he had partially torn it last in, late in the 2016 season. He thought he could rehab and come back. And the, the crazy part is that Ryan Tannehill is actually hopes to be a doctor, an orthopedist, once his playing days are over. So, you know, maybe he just thought, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm good here. Instead, blew out his ACL during training camp, and the Dolphins could never get any traction with Jay Cutler. But what Adam told me was that throughout all that entire time, Ryan Tannehill is still attending meetings. He's still out there going to games. He's still out there heavily involved in this team, you know, really mastering the offense as best he could while watching video. And you could just see how comfortable he is. And now, too, they've changed the scope of this offense. It was just Jarvis Landry, right, eight yards in a cloud of dust last year as far as what they were getting in the passing game. This year now, so much more diverse. The addition of Danny Amendola, uh, the addition of Albert Wilson, you know about Jakeem Grant. The running game is competent with Frank Gore, uh, obviously teaming with Kenyon Drake. And an offensive line that's good enough. I don't think they're great by any means, but they're okay. And as the season goes on, maybe Mike Gusecki, the second-round pick, the tight end from Penn State, starts to emerge. But we'll know more, though, about this Dolphins team. Can they go into Foxborough, what has been traditionally a house of horror for them outside of the Wildcat game? Can they go up there and beat the Patriots week four? At that point, if they're able to get that done, oh, yeah, the Dolphins are for real. Mm. Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can hear him there, and, of course, you hear him here all the time with us and Alex Marvez on Twitter. I want to talk about a team and a guy specifically. I feel like we know he's Hall of Fame bound. We know he's great. We reference him all the time. But I still feel like he's either underrated or understated, and that is Drew Brees. The Saints now 2-1. and one. They get a big win in overtime over the Falcons, 43-37, of course, with the Saints and the Falcons going to be high scoring. Drew Brees just does Drew Brees. Four yards short of 400 yards, a few touchdowns, no interception. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous what he does. How great is he? And do you agree with me saying he's a bit understated 
and then just talk about how, how big that win was for them. Yeah, K-Dub, I, I agree with you because, you know, he's playing in an era where we talk about Aaron Rodgers, we talk about Tom Brady, we talk a bit about Ben Roethlisberger. You know, other guys command the spotlight, and Drew sort of gets overlooked, right? Maybe it's just because he doesn't play in the world's largest media market, maybe because the Saints haven't been in the Super Bowl or an NFC Championship game in so long, but the consistency of Drew Brees, you know, you're not going to know what you got till he's gone, right? And this may very well be Drew's last season. You know, no one's really quite sure of that. The Teddy Bridgewater trade would indicate that they are very much aware that, that mortality is creeping in on Drew Brees in his NFL career. He's 40 years old. We'll have to see what happens as the year goes on. If Drew wins a Super Bowl, could he ride off into the sunset? Made very possible. You know, and I think the Saints team, they got to shore some things up on defense. There's no question about it. Matt Ryan led him up for five TDs today. But when you got Drew Brees, you got a chance. And, you know, for him and the connection he has with Michael Thomas now, Michael setting an NFL record, you know, 38 receptions in the first three games of the season. No player in NFL history has ever done that. And I do think Drew Brees is going to probably over this next week, you're going to hear a lot more about him because he did break Brett Favre's all-time completion record today. And as he inches closer to setting the all-time passing yardage record held by Peyton Manning, I think that's when you're going to see him be a little bit more celebrated and people truly appreciate what Drew Brees has brought to the game. An unbelievable talent who has just been, I mean, he's the face of the New Orleans Saints, the most iconic player in team history. Uh, you gotta, we got to talk about, if we're talking about the Saints, we got to talk about Alvin Kamara. He's got to be the best two-way player uh, on offense in, in the league. I mean, the fact that he had 16 carries and 15 catches. 15 receptions. I, I, I mean, that, this is crazy. Talk about the value that he brings to that offense and that pressure that he can take off of Drew Brees. Well, right, and you know, it's a pick-your-poison deal with the Saints, too, right? I mean, you have all these these wide receivers that are pretty darn good, led by Michael Thomas, and you know, look, Ben Watson, I think uh, from what he's in his 42nd NFL season, I mean, he was already on year 20 when you came in the league. <laughs> right. But he keeps going strong, and Drew's not afraid to throw to these guys, and then you get Kamara, who's just so lethal out of the backfield. Linebackers can't cover him, right? You really got to put a safety on him and hope that your safety's fast enough to be able to contain him, and he's going to be even more effective. Once week four passes, Mark Ingram comes back uh, from his PED suspension, and then at that point, you know, you're looking at an offense here that is just, I mean, really is going to be able to take it to the next level. Again, though, i got to stress this, though. They, they needed every point they scored today because this defense just still isn't clicking on all cylinders. They're, they've got to tighten some things up, maybe get a little bit more aggressive with their blitz packages. I mean, I know when they traded up to get Marcus Davenport, they were really hoping you could make an immediate impact. I mean, giving up your first-round pick to the Packers to get this guy, they were hoping for, for quick, uh, you know, quick start in 2018. Hasn't come around quite yet, and that secondary is getting sliced and diced by some other teams as well. But the Saints did a huge win over a Falcons team that loses yet another player. I mean, you know, they lost their safety, Rico Allen. I mean, they've got, now got five starters gone, if not for the season, for significant amounts of time. You can't keep going like that and expect to compete in that division. Hey, Alex, quickly, uh, you're going to be covering the Monday night game, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. Quickly, uh, you're kind of a preview of that game. Yeah, you know, at midnight on Tuesday, I'm curious, does the Tampa Bay offense turn into a pumpkin? Is that what happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Does the glass slipper break? And then Jameis Winston comes in, and he's the prince at that point. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, as our, as our man Jay Glazer from Fox Sports reported earlier today, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to stick as the starter. I think even if Ryan, unless he throws 10 interceptions on Monday night, and I don't think there's any indication of that happening, although it's been a wacky weekend, I, I think Ryan can t- keeps at the helm of this team, probably could reassess after week four when they play the Chicago Bears and Leo Mack, but you know, and then they have a bye week after that. So you know, you'll you'll give Fitz at least two more starts here for the Steelers. They got to win, man. I mean, you look, it's it's at that point with this team really teetering right now, as far as confidence, as far as 
all the drama that's happening with it and a defense that can't cover anybody, they need this game on Monday Night Football. So I'm looking forward to a really, really good one coming up because for the Bucks, this is a statement game, prime time, Monday night on TV for the nation to see. Are you as good as your 2-0 record indicates? We're going to find out soon enough. We will, and thank you, man. Alex, you're great as always, Thanks, brother. Alex. Gentlemen, be good. Thank you. Alex Marvez, follow him on Twitter. Right now, I'm going to David Gascon. What is trending, brother? Man. Well, guys, it's football season, but I got to get uh, this in real quick. Go ahead. Eyes on Tiger. The putt on the way, and it just missed left. He walks up and taps it in for par. Tiger Woods wins the 2018 Tour Championship. Both arms in the air. Oh, baby. Anyways. It's, uh, it's Tiger. In the National Football League, Rams and Chargers going at it. Right now in Los Angeles, Rams are out in front 35-20. to 20. Marcus Peters left this ball game with an Achilles-slash-calf injury. Ooh. He will not return, so no word yet on how severe that injury is. Meanwhile, the Bears have cut the deficit down to four. They do trail the Cardinals, though, 14-10. to 10. Sam Bradford, 9-13 of, of for 106 yards and two touchdown passes. Seahawks leading the Cowboys, but it's down to 11, 17-6. And then earlier today, as you guys talked about, the Bills, they beat up on the Minnesota Vikings, 27-6. Josh Allen, three total touchdown passes in this thing. And the Bills were 17-point underdogs in that contest, and they pull away and win it by 21 points. Meanwhile, in Kansas City, it was a bad day for Jimmy Garoppolo, and here's his head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Anytime you lose your starting quarterback, I mean, it's, um, it is a big deal. And it was when we lost our starting running back, too. So obviously, um, feel for him personally. I know how disappointed he is. I haven't got a chance to see him yet, um, but I feel for him. Yeah, there's a feeling out there that he tore his ACL and also his MCL. He will have an MRI tomorrow. Guys, Chargers just kicked a field goal, and it was actually good, believe it or not. Uh, they're within 12, 35-23. Shout out, Ibrahim Salam. Yeah, thank you, David. Yeah, and uh, there you go, man. Kickers trying to do what they can do, brother. Leave them alone. Just their and jobs. They, That's it. Just, yeah. just, just, just do your job. Just do your job. Well, Phillip Rivers didn't do his job there, man, and get in the end zone, which would have made it a closer game if they would have, of course, made the extra point an eight-point game there, but uh, they settled for the field goal. Um, I just saw a catch here. 14-10, to 10, the Bears are down by four to the Cardinals with 347 and third left. And Larry Fitzgerald, it's about a four-yard catch, nothing spectacular, but it was spectacular. I mean, most 90% of receivers would not have caught that ball. The ageless caught, wonder. The ageless wonder catches it. And they, I, while David was talking, I sat here and I wrote something down. Ephraim, you played 15 years – 13 years. Don't give me two more. 13 years in the NFL. So I'll say, give me your top five receivers from when you play. Like, I don't want, you don't have to go all the way back to the 50s and 60s. And all that. But just in your era, like guys that you were like, that dude is a beast. Andre Johnson. Okay. Yeah, un, uh, another under, understated Complete. guy. Yeah, because all he wanted to do was just play. That's all you he mean wanted he to do. Wanna, he didn't want to nah, have a dance. He didn't want to do nope. grab pom poms. He didn't want to grab a sharpie. Mm-mm. He wouldn't even talk. He didn't change his name? Took him two years to even talk to me in the huddle. <laughs> he didn't change his name? Nope. Andre Johnson. Uh, Rod Smith. The Beast. Beast. Um, Championship, too. Yep. Championship. Um, also, uh, let's go with Terrence Mathis. Oh, by the way, I was, I was saying – just against or where it didn't have to be I, on your team. I know. I'm just, you, I, I'm just, I'm using. Okay. 
I'm just making sure we're clear. I, I, I get it. All right. Of course, Randy Moss. Of, uh, of course, it's a Hall of Famer. But you got to remember, I play with a lot, a lot of people. I play with, against Chris Carter as well. You know what I mean? So played against Jerry Rice as well. Well, you said Terrence, Terrence Mathis. Yeah, he was a great teammate. He was a great receiver and a great teammate. Well, I didn't say who you want to go to lunch with. No, I'm just say, I'm, I'm saying I'm I'm giving you firsthand knowledge of guys who may have been underrated who were great receivers. I'm just okay. I mean, it, just, it took a while to get to tos and the Randys and the, it's it's cool, man. Everybody knows those names. That's right. Real. Rod Smith definitely. I like that one. That was a good. Pull. That's a that's a name that's that a people pull. a lot of people don't you know recognize as being a, a top receiver you know for many one? years. Uh, Derek Mason. Derek Mason. Yep. Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey. Who else? Now that, now that I, I can't stop this train. See, now that now, we're down now this you, train. Now, that's exactly Herman right. Herman Moore. Herman Moore. For this, a team I used to know. Your team. Loved Herman. You know who I used to have my, my big times battle, battle with early on in my career? Robert Porsche. Oh, Robert Porsche. Oh, that was Rob, my guy. Man, that's, Rob, Rob helped me a lot in my career. He you really did, better? man. Yeah, he yeah, did. He was a beast. He did. Was he, he like me. Hall of Fame light? Like, not a Hall of Famer, but, you know, like maybe another couple of I, years I of what he did. I just think he got swallowed up in Detroit. You know what I mean? A lot of guys I know get, what you mean. A lot of guys get swallowed up in Detroit, the sunken place. The sunken place. <laughs> and so it's hard to recognize their talent unless you're all-world guy like Megatron, right. uh, Calvin or Johnson, or Barry Sanders. Uh, give you updates on the games happening right now. Again, you have 35-23, to 23, the Rams over the Chargers, and uh, the Rams have the ball right now. They're on their own 10, so – a uh, long way to go. Well, the way they are, their offense goes, nice run there from Todd Gurley, about nine yards. Todd Gurley, man, you talk about a roller coaster last few seasons. Comes in as a rookie, balls out. You're thinking this guy's gonna be the next great one. Has a really bad second, second season. Year, yeah. Where I had, a, I used to crack the joke that his the longest run we've seen of him was his uh, Carl's Jr. commercial. <laughs> that was the longest run he had. That commercial ran for about uh, you know, about a six months. And uh, ooh, nice, ooh. Todd Gurley with about another 12-yard pickup there. So the Rams are moving. And then moving to uh, a tight game, you got 14-10, Cardinals over the Bears, 338 left in the third quarter in that game. And then over to the last one, uh, just ended the third quarter, 17-6, Seahawks over the uh, Cowboys. Cowboys for, for the team that is like America's, you know, supposed to be America's team, kind of like the New York Knicks to me where we talk about it all the time with no real merit. It's not warranted. Right. They haven't done anything. Uh They've had really a quiet season, and yeah, I, and yeah. I, well, follow what I mean. Negatively and positively, like we're just it's indifferent. Like there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, it, it it's not, and I, I, they they had some issues, right? They got some issues. Uh, they got some some guys up front on the offensive line who are banged up. Uh, they don't have really any receivers outside for Dak Prescott to connect with, and they just haven't been able to get that running game that's been the catalyst of their success in the past. So. They have some things that they're they're definitely dealing with, and they're just not putting forth the effort we expected them to do to, to have this year. Des Bryant still on Twitter, still letting folks know he's available. Still, you know, and by the way, I think Twitter is being counterproductive for him, and I don't mean it as you would think. I mean, like, oh, he's talking smack, he's talking trash, and teams are going to say we don't want that guy around our team. No, I'm saying he's really good at Twitter. He's really entertaining, and I'm thinking at some point he's going to get a call from like. From Fox saying, hey, you want to join the, the pregame? Or, hey, do you want to call some games? I mean, he, he is really entertaining on Twitter and kind of, t- you know, talking his talk. So I tell you what, live TV and Twitter completely <laughs> two different things. <laughs> completely two different things, man. You get up there and freeze up. Yeah. Well, I don't think Dads would 
Breeze up. You're saying he's dead. He's not prime time. No, I didn't say that. I just said it's different. You're right. I'll give you that. I definitely agree with that. But uh, the point me bringing him up was, you know, Des Bryant, nothing left in the tank. You know, he's not the guy we once knew. Well, maybe he's not, but he looks better than what they got. Yeah, they don't really have anything. When you, you know, let a player go, you should probably replace him with someone. They didn't do that, so they they have a huge hole there. And I, you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I know it's a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott to try to pull that team uh, from the brink of obscurity. Is it time to let Sean Garrett go? Move on from the Sean Garrett. Oh, but this has been. I mean, my goodness, like what does this he has been bring? a conversation for the last nine years? So, what does he bring? He he's like he's like the new. How they have managers in baseball now. It's like, you'll do what the GM and the front office says, so you're the guy, so we want you to stay there. Because we'll just send you, we'll hand you your lineup, we'll hand you, here's what you're going to do, here's right. your lineup, you just go be the face and be the manager. Kind of feel like that's Sean Garrett. Like, they just this is what we're doing, this is who we're signing, this is who we're releasing, this is the offensive scheme, this is everything. Here, go just be the face. Yeah, I, I, you can tell that that's, that, the, you know, the sentiment of that organization what lets you know that the most is who do they talk to after games? Jerry Jones. Players? No. Coach? No. Scouts? No. Jerry Jones, do you hear any other owner in post-game interviews? I can't think of one. Name one. I can't think of one. That's exactly right. And there, therein lies the curse of the Dallas Cowboys. It's more about him than it is about the actual players and coaches. Mm. And the players aren't doing much right now. Again, they're down 17-6 to the Seahawks. Seahawks 0-2, first time since 2002. Uh, They're on the move right now. They're in the red zone. Uh, We'll kind of see what we got going on. If they score, we'll let you know on the other side. Also, how's your fantasy team doing? We got the fantasy ticker. It's coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. Oh, that's funny. Yes, yes, yes. Congrats to Tiger Woods. Yeah. Wins the tour championship uh, uh, and uh, 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 first uh, win. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> Little Katy Perry, you're not mad at that? Hey, man. Oh, boy. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington, Fox Football Sunday. Red Zone Radio. Thanks for hanging out with your boys. Uh, some good games going on right now. The Rams are up 12 on the Chargers, 35-23, but the Chargers are moving. Uh, I just missed this last play. Reading, uh, reading us in here, so I don't know. It's fourth and five. It looks like they're going to go for it. Uh, five minutes left in that game. You got uh, a one-point game, 14-13 with the Bears just down one now after a field goal Got to Bears. the Cardinals. And at some point, you do wonder, is Josh Rosen going to hop in here at some point? Um, not if they keep the lead. Yeah, well, they were up, and now they look like they're, they're, the Bears are making a, a run at this thing. So uh, we'll keep you updated if anything happens. But right now, it is time for the Fantasy Ticker. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. <laughs> That's right, it's your afternoon edition, and we're going to go to quarterbacks first. We'll start with somebody I said earlier who's understated. That would be Drew Brees. Drew Brees lines up in the I formation. He's going over the top, and that's going to be it. Touchdown. That one's over, and the New Orleans Saints defeat the Atlanta Falcons here in Atlanta, 43-37. Call right there, courtesy of WWL Saints Radio Network, and uh, 
Drew Brees doing what Drew Brees does, man. I, I mentioned earlier, almost 400 yards, Ooh. few touchdowns, even a rushing couple of touchdowns. I mean, Drew Brees is somebody that, again, we know he's great, but we don't sing the song of Drew Brees enough. He'll go down as one of the greatest passers of the football in NFL history. Dan Marino. He's like the new modern Dan Marino. Absolutely. With a Super Bowl championship, yeah, though. Yeah. Gotcha. Dan Marino, I probably I know he hates that. He's like he, the, the, he the NFL version of well, Charles Barkley, when you, right? When you go to your rookie year and you don't understand the gravity of it, and then you don't go back ever like I did. And, uh, <laughs> moving on, let's go to Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Smith and right to the right. Now joined by Manhurts in motion. Stops as a wing outside of Moten. McCaffrey gets fake to Newton up the middle. One and a touchdown. That was uh, WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. Cam Newton, man, he's not only a quarterback, got two passing TDs, but he also had two rushing touchdowns. He is the ultimate dual-threat quarterback. Cyborg. He's a cyborg. He is not a human being. <laughs> he is not a human being, man. I mean, you see him go up against defensive linemen. Like maybe they'll make a tackle. They'll stand up to him and pat him on the shoulders. You're like, he's bigger than a defensive lineman. Yes, he is. No, Cam Newton's a beast. I, I, you know, I picked the Panthers to go represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So, so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of them. Good luck with that. Let's keep it moving. Staying with quarterbacks. And this guy, I didn't think we would ever have to mention him, at least not so early in the season. Mm. Josh Allen. Fourth and goal, one foot away. Josh Allen trying to make himself heard. Waiting, waiting. Allen keeps it, dives over the pile into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen's second touchdown of the game. And, and he had more. Yeah. And he had more as well. That call was uh, courtesy of the uh, – did I miss that? Oh, there we go. WGR and the Bills Radio Network. Josh Allen, here's the thing. It's just like we were talking about with Cam Newton. Tupac song. How do you want it? Do you want it from the air? Do you want it on the ground? I got you. He, he showed great poise today coming in in a tough situation on the road, 17-point underdogs, and leading his team. Doing what At one point in the game, he hurdled somebody. I'm like, hey, hey, he did. that was great, but get your butt on the ground. <laughs> you got to talk about that. That was probably the play of the day so far in the NFL, man. Your quarterback, rookie quarterback at that, hurdling somebody. It was awesome to see. Let's go to Adrian P uh, Peterson and the Washington Redskins. Alex Smith turns. Gives it to Peterson. Gets hit. Spins at the goal line. He is right there. I think he's in. He's in, baby. Larry. And they're going to say the push gets him into the end zone for a touchdown. An odd scene for sure, but it's a Redskins touchdown. That was Redskins Radio Network and the ageless wonder, Adrian Peterson. You got to remember, in the middle of his career, he had a couple years where he didn't do anything. Those years are paying dividends for him right now. Uh, he had 19 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. He is back, baby. He is, and he even has some speed to him. It wasn't just yeah. simply like, let's hand it to AP on the goal line. You know, he actually had some speed. Are you saying he's got Michael Vick years? Those Michael Vick years yeah, where those he, was, Michael Vick years. he was gone for yeah, a little bit. Sit on the shelf, sit on the, sit shelf, on the shelf, able to come back in and do some. Michael Vick doing some prison push-ups, and then he came back and balled <laughs> out, man. So sticking with the running backs, you went from one of the all-time greats and a veteran. Let's go to one of the young guns. Saquon Barkley. First and 10 at the 15. Hand off Barkley. Stutter step movie. Darts up the middle to the 10. Barkley to the 5. Barkley's in for the touchdown. What a move by the rookie. And he pours it in from 15 yards out. And the Giants take the lead. And uh, that was, of course, the fan right there. Giants Radio Network. Saquon Barkley, what did he do today? Well, he did what Saquon does. 17 attempts, 82 yards, a touchdown. Even got you some in the air as well. Uh, 35 yards receiving off of 5 uh, catches and that's another thing, man. He's catching the ball a whole lot more than you anticipated. 
Um, he looks like he's the real deal. Has a full package. I mean, what do you want? Do you, again, you can he can run, he can catch, he can go inside, he can go outside. He's the deceptive speed. So far, the, uh, the Giants have to be happy what they got out of him. Yeah, they do. Let's move on to a real quick wide receiver, Calvin Ridley at Atlanta Falcons. Snap to Ryan. Saints only bringing three. Ryan with time. Matt pumps. Now moves left with it. Going to reload, throw, caught, running across the back line. Calvin Ridley, another score. That was the game, the uh, the game, Falcons, the radio network. Seven catches, 146 yards, three touchdowns. Fantasy tracker. Big time game from him. There's another running back we need to talk about. The only thing is he didn't play today. That's right. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote, Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you. Uh, looking at some of these games right now. Very, very close one right now. One-point game. That's right. Cardinals up 14-13 over the Bears. Uh, Bears trying to go 2-1. Cardinals trying to get their first win of the season. And if you're a Cardinal fan, you almost want them to lose. So then maybe the Josh Rosen season will be upon us if they if they end up you know, losing this game. Khalil Mack with a sack strip fumble. Did, I, did something change? Before, I just want to make sure. That's what we saw. That's what we I saw. I looked down. I was looking at some notes. And right, it's the same thing. All right, Khalil Mack is a beast. My goodness. I said that earlier, didn't I? Say, not only will he get you a sack, he'll get you a sack strip fumble. And he was able to do that. And uh, the, Ram- the the Rams are pretty much in charge here. And it looks like they're going to walk away with the victory over the Chargers in this battle of L.A. Um, as they are up 35 to 23. 44 seconds left. This game is over. Uh, but a lot of people... We're saying that the Rams, uh, the Chargers fans really showed out and came out to the Coliseum more than you would expect. So, uh, but they, they still took an L. They're taking an L back home. Are you talking and about a balanced attack, man? The Rams, 354 yards through the air with Jared Goff, another 105 on the ground with Todd Gurley, a total of 171 yards rushing. Goodness! Don't and you left something out too, Ephraim? A block punt for a touchdown. Block punt for a touchdown. All three phases, the Los Angeles Rams are dominating teams. Yeah, they're they're the best team, period. And the GM and the the owner, everybody involved is going for it. Down to, to, to head coach Sean McVay. Like, they're not playing around. No, they're not. You, and, and that's good to see. And we saw that this offseason where they didn't rest on their laurels nope. of the success they had last year. They went out and got better. They went out and got Pro Bowl pieces on both sides of the ball. And they took care of their guy, which leads me to a great conversation. Bo, what are you eating? I'm sorry. I had to just cut you because, <laughs> I mean, it looks like an animal on a stick. What are you eating right now? Animal on a stick. Animal on a stick. Well, first of all, it looks phenomenal. Let me just say that as that well. That is um, got actually that possum, it's Thai barbecue. Got that possum thai skewer. Thai barbecue. No, it's beef, actually. Mm-hmm. It was oh, out of beef or chicken. So that's what beef. they say. Hey. They <laughs> roll kill on a stick. Let's roll. <laughs> um, but what no. a piece. No, I'm okay, but it looked no, good, though. We, we going to pass on that. <laughs> I do appreciate it, though. It you can enjoy good. your possum. I was going to say, I mean, it was either it, you either glazed up the roadkill really good and made it look good, but um, I just mentioned, you're talking about the Rams and how you mentioned uh, the offseason. They went and got a Peters, who, by the way, went out of the game. We'll have to get an update on that. Uh, they went out and got a, t- a keep to leave. They went out and got Indomit and Sue, and they paid, eventually they paid their man in Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a team that is not paying their man and how this is going backwards and it just is not progressing for this team and they may have to do some uh, some maneuvering here and make a trade. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. So you got Adam Schefter tweeting out that Le'Veon Bell is due to make 11.98. We'll just round it up to 12 million for the rest of the season. As things currently stand, there are some teams that have 12 plus million dollars in cap space. Those teams, Ephraim, 
are the Browns, the Colts, the Texans, the Titans, Cowboys, 49ers, Jets, and Jags, which yeah. leads to the questions, if you're one of these teams or which couple of these teams should make a trade and go get Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but what are you going to give up for for a player who will be a free agent? So I'm yeah. looking at some of these teams. If, if they're a team – that maybe you can sell them on, like maybe okay, the 49ers. Look, we're in the Bay Area. Not after Jimmy Garoppolo just got hurt. Ah, that's true. Right. Okay. Can I sell him if I am the Jets? I got Sam Darnold. He's coming. You'd be better we're off, in New York. You'd be better off Cleveland. I was gonna say that, but it's Cleveland. It is Cleveland. I'd it rather be Cleveland. in New York than Cleveland. But I agree with that. But. Cleveland has a better team. They I have think, a yeah, better team. But, Cleveland but, definitely has a better team. New York has a better atmosphere. For sure. Um, but, yeah, so some of these teams, and I know they're saying now that they may be interested in taking calls on a trade for Le'Veon Bell. So walk me through this, man. How did we get where we are right now, September 23rd? It's 4.06 Pacific time, 7.06 on the East, where Le'Veon Bell, arguably the best running back, maybe a Todd Gurley in the conversation as well, best running back, on a team that, you know, has aspirations of going to a Super Bowl, here we are where he may get traded. Why? Why? How did we get here with the Steelers, an organization that tries to be drama-free in its history? Yeah, it's, uh, it's nothing but drama coming out of that locker room. And something is definitely fractured when it comes to this team because you got guys on the offensive line and other guys coming out speaking about their feelings about Le'Veon Bell, about what he needs to do and – and how he's uh, selfish and giving up on them, and he makes this much more than me and them. And it's I, when you start hearing conversations like that, then you know something is 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 um, right. Uh, something is definitely wrong in that locker room and can't be repaired. So unless they trade him, he'll report probably week nine, week ten, because he has to get six games in this year to become a free agent at the end of next year. And then they'll go. The best thing the Steelers could do is try to find someone that is willing to trade for him. That way you can get some assets in return for him uh, instead of just letting him walk away after six games this year. But everything that's coming out of that locker room and that team, they don't want uh, – it's just – it's uncomfortable. You know, it's uncomfortable. And and, and every week it seems like something else comes out of that locker room. It seems personal. It does. It really, me, it, it really it, does. Yeah, it's uh, this isn't just because when you have offensive linemen, not just saying because I can see if someone said, "Look, man, look, we all want to get paid, but what we really need is him back on the team." You could say, "All right, usually people don't speak out, but but I get it. They want him back." They got specific. He makes more money than me. And if I made his money, I would be this and I would be that. And you never really hear teammates do that because I'm an unspoken rule. Look, you stay out of guys' pockets. No pocket watching. And yet many guys have come out and talked about him. And and then you remember his tweet uh, week one when they tied with the Browns and his little eyes tweet. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's calling him out. Oh, man, why are you, calling, you know talking about your team? And he's like, no, I just didn't know you could tie, which I don't believe and, that. And, and the fact that he was uh, high-siding on jet skis uh, last week. Yep. Uh, <laughs> after, the, after their loss. So there's definitely uh, no way to repair this relationship. Like I said, the best thing for the Steelers to do is to find someone they could trade him to and get some type of value for him. If not, then this is just, you know, we'll have to just wait this out 
And even when he comes back, it's not going to be a conducive work environment. It's not. And it won't last long. So he, even if he comes back this season, as you mentioned, to get paid and do that, it, it's a wrap. Because it, when you got guys coming out, your own teammates talking about arguably the best player on the team, it, the way that they did, that's something personal. They don't like the man. This isn't just down to dollars and cents. They don't like the man. Uh, quick update going, uh, the Rams ended up beating the Chargers 35-23. to The Rams, as we mentioned, best team in all of football. So that game's final. Field goal there for the Bears to put them up right now, 16-14 uh, to 14 over the Cardinals. Josh Rosen is holding the ball. I don't know what's going on. He's got his helmet on. He's holding the ball. He's, Will we see the chosen Rosen next? It just looks like he's congratulating people. He's no, why is his helmet hands. on? Maybe it's cold. Maybe his head it's is cold maybe, inside of an arena. Maybe his ears are cold. Yeah, they do so, have the air you know, conditioning Sometimes on there is there. a draft. They have an air conditioning. It's Man, cold stop. in here. We are inside. Stop. First of all, it's Arctic in here. It's freezing. I don't know if it's because it's two brothers in here. I don't, it's cold. But I, it feels like if it goes down one more degree, there's a chance it may snow it in here. It may snow in here. But the, the windows are icing over as we speak. Yeah, I'm going to need a hoodie. Uh, do we have some Fox Sports hoodies laying around here? Anybody? Anybody? We Lee? Had, we got we, any Fox Sports radio uh, hoodies around we this part? Cut back. Do we have some? Right, some <laughs> recession or something? I'll ask Rob Parker. I'm sure he's got some in the back. Right. Rob Parker right. will know. Rob, if it's anything free, Rob will know. And you know what else he'll do? Rob also will work. Yes. Rob Parker now. Congrats to he and Chris Broussard, the odd couple, Monday through Friday. You can hear the show, but please believe he'll be here on the weekends as well. <laughs> Rob Parker is going to, he'll never turn down an opportunity to work, and he's never going to turn down anything for free. I'm That's with him sure. on that. I'll, I'll sign up for that. Working and free stuff. Everybody likes free stuff. Everybody likes free. I'm trying to get a free hoodie right now. It's not working out. Uh, 24-13, Seahawks over the Cowboys. Cowboys do have the ball right now, but they are on their own 20. So, long way to go to stay in this game. I do think uh, for the last time I saw, Ezekiel Elliott was having a decent game. I know you were saying that they got to get the passing game. I'm sorry, the running game going. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was able to run, but, again, they're not scoring right now. They're not doing anything. They just look, they look flat. They have nothing going offensively. Bo, help me out, man. This is your team. What I know you watch them, you follow them religiously. What's going on here, man? Help talk to me. Help a, me understand. I have a better question for you. Yes. Who do you think would be gone first? Dak Prescott or Jason Garrett? Ooh. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Why is that? Um that's because it don't seem it don't seem like he can do no wrong. Oh, he knows something. Eye. Yeah, he knows something about Jerry. Yeah, but I think when you have a a young, talented quarterback that you project to be your starter for the next 10 years, then you'll feel comfortable parting ways with a coach. But when you when you find a quarterback or someone you think is your quarterback, then you're going to ride with them because it's hard. It's difficult to find, uh, you know, good young quarterbacks to groom and, 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 and to build. So – as a Cowboys fan, I'm I'm taking my fandom away, and I'm I'm it's going impossible. off. No, it, it's, it's very possible Can't do for it. me. Can't do it. I'm I'm different. Can't do um, it. I'm like two chains. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Boom. Pull boom, up in a boom, you know, boom, see him with chillamism. Anyway, um, with Dak, Dak has yet to have another year like his rookie year. Right. And I think in the past two seasons, he's only had I think I saw it was like eight games. Yeah. Over two hundred and something yards. Is that something you want to hold on to, or do you want well, you to try want, to? But you, can I argue? Can I jump in here and argue? Go for it. Can I say that I, if I'm the, if I'm the GM, which is uh, Jones and Stephen Jones, Gosh, if I, well. if I'm even the teammates, I feel as if you know what, this team 
doesn't have receivers. We don't have an offense. We've been, and, and as Des Bryant has told us on Twitter a million times, the offense is predictable. So I don't know if I blame Dak. Yes, he needs to step up, mm-hmm. but I can at least say if I get him the right offensive coordinator and the right weapons, I feel like he can have his rookie campaign again. And yes, Josh Rosen is in the game. And this put him in right now. Put Four minutes at, left. At hey, go game. win us the game, rookie. Wow. They're down two, 16-14 bears up. They uh they hand off the ball. I think they're gonna hand off. I right, just let's make sure he gets yeah, one play but, right. But did Sam Bradford get hurt or something? Or are they just like uh Yeah, no, remember he Calvin, not hurt. uh Khalil Mack with that sack, no rap bars on accident, uh with the uh sack there. And now you got Josh Rosen, the chosen one, giving him the ball saying, win this game for us. How's he faring? We'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio. Peace up. A-Town. In the club with my homies. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you could probably and probably should have gone there uh, 15 minutes ago. Go to Geico.com to save on your car insurance. Okay. If you have, oh, this is gonna be bad, okay? But I gotta ask. If you took out, okay. If he didn't have the drama in his life, Usher or R. Kelly, R. B. King, R. Kelly, R. Kelly. Yes. Okay. I'm all, all, right with that. all day long. Okay. Who is, do you it, think is there Usher it, came from? Is there any challenger? And Trey Song. Is there any challenger? All of them. What? Is there any challenger? Uh, Lenny, uh, Lenny Williams. Let, <laughs> No, he's not challenging. What? I mean, back in the day. No, I, you could have said Marvin Gaye. So, Lenny Williams is not challenging. What? That's where R. Kelly got his style from. True. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not That's arguing that. That's where R. Kelly got his style from is Lenny Williams. I'm not arguing that. I agree with it. But I'm not saying he's the king army is what I was saying. All right. Uh, so, Josh Rosen, you're wondering how he was doing. Well, uh, it's fourth and two right now. And uh, he, he came in. He was moving the ball. Did he turn that over? Then no, he, it's fourth and five now because they, met, they handed the ball off. It was he uh, and Khalil he lost Mack a few yards. On a rollout. Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack is a beast, by the way. But uh here it is, fourth and five, about midfield for Josh Rosen and the Cardinals, who were down two to the Bears. Mind you, the Bears were down at one point. I think it was fourteen to three, and they were able to come back. So fourth and five right now. We'll stay on this play and uh See if Josh Rosen can pull it off and get a first down and keep this drive moving. Come on, Josh. We believe in you. You are the chosen. Dropping back. Oh, intercepted. Intercepted. It wasn't even close, actually. Interception there for the Bears. Bears are going to go ahead and win this. Well, you know what? The Cardinals have all three timeouts. Hey, Josh. Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL. Sam Bradford like, huh, my job might be safe. You can't go back. No, you don't he's in. You just keep it it moving, man. As they say, the toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't put it back in. All right, so now that he has played, from we have a situation this week in week three where all of the first-round quarterbacks have played, have played in some aspect, yes. So I'm going to throw him out, and you tell me what you like, what you saw. Obviously, we, we might as well knock out Josh Rosen just because we saw the, the one drive for him. Um, what Just what we saw, and then what do you expect or what do you like from Josh Rosen, and then we'll move on to guys who've had more playing. Time. Well, I like the fact that he was able to come into the game in this situation. I think it was four minutes and 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Your team down. By two, why they will put him in in this situation blows my mind. But he came in. He was three for six or three for five before this last pass for 27 yards. He did get a couple first downs and was moving the chains. 
and he just right now on fourth down under pressure through yeah, an interception. So I'll say that was a po- that was positive, even though it didn't end like you wanted it to. It's positive, okay. The moment is not too big for him. He looked like he did. He didn't look like a quarterback. He didn't look flustered. And obviously, again, that pass he had to do it. I mean, the, the pocket was collapsing. It was fourth down, and uh, he had to get rid of it. Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, man, was the the toast of the town week one against this one particular team. Uh, with what we'll go without mentioning your team. The, Here you go. That's right. The Here Detroit Lions. I like Sam Darnold. I like the way he came back after throwing his first pass, which was a pick six. Uh, it's tough for quarterbacks to, you know, let those things go. He let it go, came out, led his team to a victory. The last two weeks haven't been in his favor, but last week he had to throw the ball 45 times. That's not what you want. This week he had to throw the ball 31 times. Again, not what you want. If they want to have success, they have to really, really establish that running game, which will help him play action, get out of the pocket, and, and, and it'll just help him be more comfortable in the game. He struggled the last couple of games, but I'm fine with who he is. Like I, I have, I'm comfortable. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm happy that we have Sam Darnold. He looks like he's going to be mobile. He doesn't look like the game is too big. Again, last game was not great against the Browns, which was a horrible game the first half. And then enters this guy, Baker Mayfield, and he uh, turned the whole thing around. He uh, goes for 201 yards, but more importantly, he's just the, the, the life that he gave that team. Uh, I believe the kids call it swag. Man, I got that swag. Yeah, the brown swag surfing for sure. Nothing uh, nothing about that game seemed too big for him. He came in down 14. He led his team to get points, came out the second half, and really took over, scored 18 unanswered points, and got his team the win on a big stage when no other game was on. That is tough to do. My hat goes off to him, and I can't wait to see what he has moving forward. And I mean, I'm I'm impressed. For sure. And, and uh, a couple of things just to keep in mind. The Cardinals did have three timeouts, so uh, the game is not over yet. Bears have the ball. They're running the ball. They just ran their first play. Looked like they only gained maybe a yard. So uh, timeout for the Cardinals. They're down 2-16-14. We'll keep you updated on that. And this Cowboys-Seahawks game is 24-13. Seahawks have the ball. They're rushing right now. Big day for Chris Carson. Goes for a buck 2 and a touchdown. Um, it was to say he's the – First Seahawks running back with 100-plus yards in the last 23, 23 games. games. Yep. Mm. Shout out to that offensive line that has been getting a lot of flack. Miss Marshawn Lynch at all? Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, going back to him, man, mm-hmm. one of the things we forget or at least don't talk about it much is how accurate he was in college and how accuracy is something that, I mean, that's his, his greatest attribute. And he threw some lasers in that game against the Jets and reminded everybody, like, oh, I, I do this. I am accurate. And, and and you looked, he looked ready. He looked ready back in hard knocks. Yeah, he did. He was looking ready then. Like, all right, I understand. I understand Tyrod's the, the veteran. I understand I have to earn my keep, but I'm ready. And speaking of quarterbacks, Cam Newton's outfit. Man, I Zero to ten. Zero, hated it. Ten is great. Where is that? What's going on there? One. <laughs> so one. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, that was better than last week. Last well, week he looked like your eye. He looked like he an looked, evil villain in a Disney movie. He did. It looked, if they did like 101 Dalmatians, but it was a man was the bad person, yeah. was the villain, it would have been Cam. Cru- Are you telling me he Cruella have, DeVille, he was uh, Carl DeVille. Carl, <laughs> Carl and the Coupe DeVille. Oh my, yeah, exactly. Does he have nobody to say no? Like, is, no, is nobody saying no He, he rich, Cam? he young, he going to do what he want, man. That's just That goes with that. Yeah. 
Rich and Young, do what you want. Uh, third down and four. First down here was seal it for the Bears. Uh, if not, Cardinals will get the ball back with probably around maybe 50 seconds left. Uh, let's see here what they're going to decide to do. Should be run. Then again, though, I mean, maybe you want to pass and get a first down and get this thing over with. Uh, but here we go again. Third and four for the Bears, up to one and one for the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, I think they think they found their guy, speaking they, of the young quarterback. He's definitely their guy. They came up in the draft to pick him last year, and he's shown some really good success in, in, in maturity this year. Uh, they run with Howard. He gets about one yard. Timeout Cardinals and uh, 55 seconds left. So once they punt, uh, they'll get the ball probably around, like I said, around 50 seconds. So Josh Rosen gets another chance. He gets another shot. Gets another chance. Not another chance for the Cowboys. This game is pretty much over. 24-13. Dak Prescott just Seahawks. sacked. D- Dak- Zach Prescott sacked. This Cowboys season, I mean, it's not looking great for them. But, however, they are in a uh, division where, look, nobody. who's the, who's the team? And then the, I mean, the Eagles obviously getting Carson Wentz back. But they didn't look spectacular today. But, I mean, it was the first game back for Carson Wentz. But outside of that, do you necessarily believe in the Redskins? I don't know. The Giants. Redskins look good today. It was a vintage Adrian Peterson. That's they look sure. good today. They found a running game, and you know what you get with Alex Smith. Uh, they gave that Green Bay. They gave Green Bay every you know everything they wanted. Dak so. got away from that sack. Yeah. All right. So here's the punt for the Bears. Um, Cardinals will get the ball. He's actually going to return it. Better put some speed on that. So he gets it to about the, 20 the Cardinals' yard twenty yard line. Who's that? Patrick Peterson. Yep. Eighty yep. yards to go. Eighty yards to go. Well, 40, not forty three seconds. Hey, guess what? If you want to start your career, if you want to start the legacy of your career, you go. this is the opportunity for Josh Rosen right now. 43 seconds left on the clock. You got 80 yards. Well, not even 80 yards because all you need is a field goal to win the game. So you need about, I would say, knowing kickers these days, you might need 80 <laughs> You yards. might get on to two. But <laughs> you need about 50 yards to get yourself a chance to win this ball game. Josh Rosen, no this timeouts. is your NFL moment. What do you got for us? Here we go. We'll stick with this for a minute. We'll get to David Gascon in just a second uh, with trending. First pass of this was, oh, got nice it. Nice pass. Oh, but he in stayed bounds. in bounds, unfortunately. But a nine-yard pass. It looked like they could have said he was out of bounds, but they said he was in. 41 more yards. 41 more yards. He can't hear Clock the play. Clock kicking. He doesn't know the play. Man, you better just spike it. He doesn't know the play. Time. So um, keep you updated again. They got uh, less than 20 seconds left. Oh, uh, pick inter- six. Picks, yeah, interception. Pick six. There is a flag. There's a flag. It looks like it's going to be offsides. Mm, welcome to the NFL again. <laughs> he gets another chance. It looks like it's offsides. The only question I have for you is it's only 14 seconds left. They're not going to put the time back on the clock, are they? No. So that well, then that's going to make it even more difficult here. Sam Bradford's like, I could have did better than that. I don't know, Sam Bradford. I think you've had your run. You've in had the NFL. your I, th- I think you've had your chance in the NFL. I think we know who Sam Bradford oh, is. Oh, yep. They got Khalil Mack trying to jump this, the count. Khalil Mack with the uh, offsides. Now but you got to go for it. You got to open 14, that arm up. Now you wish you had Patrick Mahomes, remember? Oh, I wanted to show the uh, the GMs I can throw it 80 yards. 80 yards. But he's got enough to hear. If he can get like a 35-yard a, a pass on the, uh, you know, the sideline. And get out of bounds. They didn't have to 
I mean, if he has the wherewithal to do that as a rookie. I mean, aren't you in his ear saying that? Aren't you saying, look, look for a tight end. You don't have enough time. You, you don't have enough time you to look say that for a tight end up the seam. It goes off after 15 seconds. You you got to get him to play first. Tight end up the seam. Oh, Lord. Khalil Mack is coming. Khalil Mack is coming. Khalil Mack is coming. <laughs> oh, don't get. He got that the was first nice. Down. He got the first down. That was nice. So, and he got out of bounds. So Josh Rosen, he's running, and it looks like he's going to get uh, get tackled inbound. Somehow he jukes the guy. And that goes back to what I was saying. Not These guys don't know how to hit quarterbacks right now. 45-yard line. 45-yard line. That was a game of about 14. That was a nice run there. Yeah, Five seconds left. left. You got one play left. Josh Rosen. I hope he, I hope this is a, a, a Hail Mary like uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then he can say something crazy like, I still got the jacuzzi. Something like that. What? You don't remember he had the jacuzzi in his dorm room? Yeah, I had one too. Oh. I did too. Are you burying the lead? I need to hear this. No, we hear, we, well, you know, it's a different time. Different time. David Gascon, we're going to trending real quick. What's up, brother? Man. Different time. <laughs> I want to hear about this jacuzzi. I, I know, right? <laughs> what are we doing at San Diego State, man? Uh, Not at Los Ponchos, right? Uh, well, whew, Los Ponchos, man. <laughs> Guys, closing seconds right now on Fox. There's about five seconds left in this thing. Arizona still down by a couple points to the Chicago Bears. 16-14. Khalil Mack's got a forced fumble and two sacks in this contest. Meanwhile, the Chargers fell to the Rams 35-23. Rams still undefeated on the season. Jared Goff, 29-36, 354 through the air, three TDs and also one INT. Robert Woods, 104 yards receiving on 10 grabs and two touchdowns. Seahawks got their first win of 2018. They dropped Dallas 24-13. Chris Carson, 32 carries for 102 yards and also one score. Earl Thomas, it was kind of a a question mark if he was going to play this weekend or not. Two picks, including a game ender in that one. Earlier today, the Buffalo Bills beat the Vikings 27-6. Bills were 17-point underdogs in that one. And what do you know, Bears just beat Arizona Cardinals. 16-14 16-14 as Josh Rosen got sacked at the final gun. Guys, uh, one important note in golf today. Tiger Woods won the uh, Tour Championship. I say who? <laughs> I say who? I know. I had to get yeah, buddy. Anyways, let's get back to the jacuzzi talk. We back. Yeah, thank you, David. Um, So final there, 16-14 Bears beat Cardinals. Khalil Mack, was that him on the sack? It looked like it was, which would have given him three for the day. I mean... What did I tell you earlier? The Raiders had won. The entire team had only one sack. Khalil Mack looks like that was his third sack of the day. Hey, man, we all make mistakes in life, <laughs> right? We well, was that mistakes. the mistake or was the mistake giving John Gruden $100 million to coach? Hey, man, we all make multiple mistakes in <laughs> multiple. life. Multiple mistakes. <laughs> I'm assuming the jacuzzi was not one of them? No, no. Okay, so. Yeah, we got it here. I mean, I, I you, you're married now and everything. So, so my, but, but my I buddy, my, my my brother and I, my brother from another, Kyle Turley, and I came into San Diego State together. We got apartments right next to each other, and in his spare bedroom, we put in a real live like <laughs> jacuzzi. We had a full a fully working jacuzzi. In his spare bedroom. So after games and practice and stuff like that, we would entertain. I'm we glad would, you kept it real to entertain. I didn't, I'm glad you didn't say, you know, we would ice down or we would, we would, you know, no, soothe we would, and cool we would our injuries. We'd entertain. You'd be surprised on how many people want to come entertain with you 
uh, when you got a jacuzzi. No, I, I was in college. Inside. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I yeah. know what it is to be 18 to 21 years old. We were entertaining, and uh, we were on our way to the pros too. So <laughs> the entertaining was, was pretty <laughs> spectacular. Good. Oh yeah, it was pretty good. All right. Well, uh, Sunday night football. You have uh, Will's team. You got the Pats, the Patriots. Going to be taking on uh, the Detroit Lions. D- just the Detroit Lions. We're, gonna, we're just going to break that down. We're going to have Will uh, give us his assessment of the game, and then we'll have you. I'll do it because that's my job, but I'm not doing it because I want to do it. Okay? First I, off, I, gentlemen, want to say thanks for having me on again. Of course, no Will. No problem, brother. Great pleasure. I t- every time I hear you, man, I, I go to my guide on my phone. I, I have my uh, ability to look at my phone, and I, I download any Boston movie because I get the deposit. I get uh, – what else do I get? What's another Boston movie? Uh, the Town. The, the town. town. Gone Baby Gone. Gone That's Baby a Gone. That was good. That yeah. was really good. It's a real good one. But uh, so I had initially, uh, you know, told Ephraim that I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But now with Josh, Jordan, Josh Gordon being out, mm. you know, I think that's tough. I, I initially thought seven receptions from Josh Gordon, seven re- seven receptions from Gronk, that's going to be a good game. I mean, you just want to go 7-7-7 seven, seven, seven at this point? I mean, anything else is going to be seven? I mean, at least minimum seven receptions, that would have been in the bag. But now we got something different because Gordon's do. out. And not to mention, Matt Patricia had, I mean, he knows that team. He knows what to expect on, on, on both sides of the ball. So, Ephraim, I ask you this. When you guys would go up against, especially especially coaches, it's mm-hmm. one thing players, but especially coaches, um, how how do you game plan for that? Like, man, this guy knows what we do. Do yeah, you but, just do you just ignore it and say as long as we execute, we'll be fine? Yeah, or do you, you, you do, do throw in some wrinkles? They have to have the talent to stop you. Well, then and, and, and that's, and, the and case, that's one of the Patriots things. win. <laughs> <If> <laughs> All right, well, the well, can you break down your assessment of, of the Detroit Lions, please, right, so or what you expect? Here, here's the thing. One thing I do I do think the Lions have in their favor, and they've been able to do this over the last few seasons, is they do get turnovers. They okay. don't have guys on the ball that you say are, you know, sick. Like they don't have a Patrick Peterson. Like Darius Slay is, he's, he's solid. He's not great. I think he's a bit overrated. I, and this is coming from even when I was was a fan of the Lions. I still thought he was slightly overrated. Uh, Glover Quinn, and, but that, they, they do get turnovers. Um, and I think having Matt Patricia, and again, the defense started to get right last game against the 49ers. Because remember, they were getting blown out. They were able to come back, and they got an interception uh, that would have changed the game, and they would have won the game. But they called – what was it the call? Was it another roughing the passer? They had one of those calls, mm-hmm. again, that was like, oh, I don't believe that. So I do think the Lions will be able to stay in this game. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's just too much Tom Brady. But I do think it will be a close one, and maybe maybe even a field goal may be the difference. Give but me I think a score. A Give me a score. Um – the Lions do not show up on national TV. That's a and that's a big thing. Give True. me a score. So I uh, will give you a score, and I will give you a score of twenty to seventeen, Patriots. Okay. What about you, Will? I was thinking twenty-one thirteen, honestly. Okay. That's not low, bad. low scoring. Low scoring. Low scoring. But both of you guys have the Patriots. Yeah, the the, the Lions will get a last second, you know, a last couple of minutes touchdown. But they'll be down three and they'll still lose. All right, and you know, and statistics would go in your favor. It's been a while since the Patriots have lost two games in a row. We know they're coming off that devastating loss against the, ja- uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they usually right the ship right away after they lose. Bill Belichick is not uh, someone who takes 
losing two in a row lightly, and neither is Tom Brady. So, all right, you guys, that was good. That was a good breakdown. Yeah. I appreciate that, Will. Absolutely. Thank uh, you, gentlemen. Go Pats. And it's an unfortunate <laughs> thing because, like I said, man, the Lions, they just do not do well on that. Every time it's their moment to shine, like everybody's like, even when they that season's where they went to the postseason, you're like, all right, the Lions, you know what? They're putting up points, Megatron and, and, and Matthew Stafford, and you're kind of like, all right, the Lions. They never really show up. Rarely, I'll say at least, do they show up. So, um, why, after all that being said, watch this be the game. They, like, blow out the Patriots. <laughs> like the pa- I mean, I'll be honest with you. The Patriots don't look good. No, they don't. The Patriots have serious holes on defense. They That started last year. But they also don't have offensive weapons. I know they got Josh Gordon, but he's not playing. So, they still have those t- those issues that they need to deal with. Um Running the ball is 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 hit or miss with them. So Tom Brady has a lot on his plate, and to be the oldest quarterback starting in the league and to have the least amount of talent that's tough. That's a tall order, but you can never count the Patriots out, especially coming off a loss. So you know it could go either way. It could go. Uh, I'm looking at some stats here, man. This is the difference right here in quarterbacks. Tom Brady has five touchdowns, one interception. Matthew Stafford four touchdowns, four interceptions. And and that's kind of the difference where uh, you almost feel like you can't trust Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's having a, he's not having a great season uh, so far. He, he came back again the second half of last week's games against the 49ers when able to do something, but he is not definitely not having a great season. And kind of at some point you expect him to just to be you know uh, you've been in this league long enough. We don't need them those types of games that he's given right now. So uh, we'll keep you. Well, I guess I'm gonna yeah I'm still sticking with the Patriots one by three. All right. Well, yeah. way to turn on your team. Um. Well, no, I, I said the Rams are going to win. That's not your team. What you say? Who? What? That's not. Your Don't team. disrespect me in the Ramley right now. That's not your team. Did I tell you the story of how I was I was christened at the at the Coliseum? Did I tell you that? Where were you born and where did you Look, grow we're not up the majority go through that. of your it's life? It's not where you're from, brother. It's where you're at. Have you ever been a lot? Why do you have a lion's tattoo on your neck? <laughs> First of all, you're trying to get me unemployed places. Uh-huh. All right, I can't be walking in here with tattoos on my hey, neck. Hey, tattoos the new. Uh, it is the new thing. It's the new thing. I remember growing up like that was like you know if you, if you get, get it, a tattoo then you're yeah, never going like, to get a job. Get them, get them where they're like a couple of my boys got a bunch of tattoos, but they're get them where they're hidden so no one can see them. Corporate America won't like that. You go right into his CEO's office and he got a uh, party time tattooed across pa- his, his neck. Listening to the Migos. It is. Mm. A, it's a different time right now. Walk hey, it I, like I, I talk it. Uh, walk it like I talk it. Yeah, walking like you're talking. Hey, so MVPs next, and also uh, the best and the worst thing we saw from this day of football. We'll do that next, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Football Sunday, Kelvin Washington, Ephraim Salam. Thanks for hanging out with us for almost three hours, man. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you had as, fun, as much fun as we did. I see what you're doing here, little R. Kelly. <laughs> One day, we need to have that conversation of are you allowed to like someone even though they're horrible people? Like, are you a person who can separate with some, like the mistakes of someone and enjoy their whatever they do, that talent, whether it's an athlete, an entertainer? We do need to have that conversation. I mean, there's a person somewhere right now that 90% of the population of the U.S. don't like him, but he still has his job. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying any names, but I think we all know I where I'm going got, here. I don't know about 90, though, brother. I'm gonna, I might argue that 90. All right, I mean, about 70. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, I have a feeling everybody, if you, especially if you're fans of these teams and these players, you'll like this. It's the MVPs. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. This is Fox Football Sunday. MVP. 
most valuable plays. Here we go. 49ers and Chiefs. Mahomes slant, caught inside the 10-yard line to the five. Sammy Watkins breaks tackles, touchdown! Kansas City add another to the list for Patrick Mahomes. Sets another NFL record, 13 in three weeks. Chiefs Radio Network. Raiders and Dolphins. They pitch it out to Albert Wilson down the far sideline. 50. He's going to go the distance. Albert Wilson high fives. Oh, Sports Radio 560 WQAM Dolphins Radio Network. Bills and Vikings. From the 26, Allen going to throw it. Fire got a man wide open at the 6, and he's caught into the end zone. Touchdown. It is Jason Kroom wide open. Touchdown, Buffalo. Great ball fake by Josh Allen. Looked straight down the line of scrimmage at his underneath receiver as soon as he took the snap. Pumped that way, and Jason Kroom was all alone. Touchdown, Buffalo. How about that? WGR and the Bills Radio Network. Colts and Eagles. Wentz, back, looking, stepping up, firing, touchdown! He's got Gunner! He's got Gunner, the rookie, with his first NFL touchdown! Sports Radio 94 WIP and the Eagles Radio Network. Packers and Redskins. Jordan Reed, the tight end, no wideouts, eye formation from the two-yard line. Adrian Peterson into the end zone for a Redskins touchdown. From two yards out, the Redskins tack on another score. All day, baby, all day. Redskins Radio Network. Bengals and Panthers. Newton fakes a flip, goes back left side, caught Anderson with blockers. 20 to the 10. Pylon, left side, touchdown. He had a police escort all the way down the sideline. Well side done, line. young man. Well done, young man. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. Saints and Falcons. Drew Brees lines up in the I formation. He's going over the top, and that's going to be it. All touchdown. Game. That one's over, and the New Orleans Saints defeat the Atlanta Falcons here in Atlanta, 43-37. to WWL and the Saints Radio Network. Broncos and Ravens. Hands it off Flacco to Alec Collins, and Collins in untouched for the touchdown. Well, Lamar Jackson came in as the decoy, and it worked perfectly because I was watching him, and so was everybody on Denver's defense. Flacco didn't even look to Lamar Jackson. He handed it to Alex Collins. Collins had a huge hole up the middle, and the Ravens' run game delivers. WBAL Ravens Radio Network. Giants and Texans. Third and goal at the seven with 2.16 to go in the game. Manning in a shotgun set. Takes the snap. Back to throw. Steps up. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. Sterling Shepard. What a throw by Manning. Excellent route by Shepard. And with 2.08 to go, the Giants now lead it with the extra point pending. WFAN and the Giants Radio Network. Cowboys at Seahawks. Russell with the snap. Takes a look to the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. Jerron Brown, the former Cardinal. Russell right back to the line. The Cowboys were still getting set up. 16-yard strike right down the middle of the field. Seahawks Radio Network. Chargers and Rams. From their own 47, Goff takes this snap. Well protected, it breaks down. He wants to run. Now throws right side. Cooper Cup behind the defense inside the 30. Gets through an ankle tackle to 20. Cup's going to go. Touchdown, LA. 
93.1 Jack FM Rams Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Guys are doing a hell of a job. That is unbelievable. This is Fox Football Sunday. There you have it, man. A bunch of great plays. It's been a great football Sunday as well. All right, so then, Ephraim, since it's been just that, I want you to give me your favorite either team or favorite uh, player today or or even a moment. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen uh, being able to take that team with that talent uh, into Minnesota, which is one of the top teams in the league, and overcoming a 17-point underdog uh, line and, and, and destroying uh, the Minnesota Vikings at home by 21 points. Shout out to Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins. I mean, look, you, you're you're at home, but you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, who, yes, he's a little nicked up, but he's Aaron Rodgers, and he's playing. Yet you come out and you do your thing, man. Alex Smith, he had an Alex Smithian game. <laughs> you know, it wasn't spectacular, 220 uh, a couple of touchdowns and interception, but look, he wasn't sacked. They were able to run the ball very well. They went for 166 yards on the ground, 120 of that coming from Adrian Peterson. So, and they were able to make Aaron Rodgers look, you know, pretty pedestrian under his uh, normal uh, standards. So, 265 yards, a couple of touchdowns. So, big, big, big shout out to the Redskins for winning as well. And uh, we'll be right back at it next week as well. Ephraim Salam on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. K-Dub Live for myself. K-D-U-B-B-L-I-V-E. You got Sunday Night Football tonight. Pats, Lions. You didn't tell us. Who you picking to win? Give me a score. Win. Lions. Whatever. We'll clearly be talking about that (laughs) next week. Enjoy it. It's Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.